0: Nick sends me a text that's like is Dan on yet do you know and i and i went and i sent him a text that was supposed to say we're getting him now like Jamie and it came out we're getting high now <laughs> and nick's like puffing the cheba oh shit no dude it's not high it's
1: him oh
0: i might just try oh i might just try
2: Hey everybody, RC Heli Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 94. And I got the guys with me this time. Again, Nick. Say hi. Hey, how's it going? Jesse, are you here? I am here, Dan. Nice. Justin, don't fly. I'm here. Did you get any flying in? No fly?
0: No, dude. (laughs) This it it, it's you want to know this week? I I got a story for you this week.
2: I, I dude. Lay it on me, dude. Tell me all about it. He
3: needs someone to talk to. About I him. do. you need some I therapy? Do. This is your weekly uh, counselor. I, Yeah, right I, I
0: really do. <laughs> I, I, And I'm not going to be held responsible for what I say in the next couple of minutes oh, here.
2: I like yes. it. I like it.
0: I had an awesome weekend last weekend of no flying. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, That's I was messing awesome around. Moron. I was messing around with the nitro. Still can't get the freaking governor to work. It does this stupid thing where it oscillates between like idle and 75% throttle once I get into governor mode. I think it's either a dead multi-gov or a dead sensor. Unfortunately, I don't have a spare of either of those. And I didn't think about actually taking you up on your offer to send me your spare multi-gov, Dan. But that might have come in handy right about now.
2: It might have.
0: So I've been fighting that all this week. Uh, I placed a parts order. um, Let's see here, in June of two (laughs) thousand seven, and it (laughs) did not show up. Did you? You didn't try
2: try to call him, did you?
0: No, that's no. Didn't even bother with that. Good, good. Uh, Yeah, pointless. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what took so long, but the parts show up tonight now (laughs) here's the problem with that we're recording right now right right and i got a fun fly tomorrow that i'm going to be going to Uh uh-oh and all i can do is spend saturday because i got family coming in saturday night and they're going to be here for the next week so i won't be at the fun fly on sunday Hmm. and so those parts might as well have showed up sometime next week Hmm. because i am not going to get off the recording and spend until 3 or 4 in the morning wrenching on shit to get it ready for tomorrow only to be completely exhausted nor am i going to show up at the field and work on the damn hellies that's what my garage is for i question so, your dedication i think
4: they make i think they make drugs to take care of this
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> can you bring some down dude because seriously
4: wow
3: you you officially Pulled out the baseball glove and caught my streak of bad luck.
0: Dude, I just don't know. Right what in the man. face. Seriously, I think yeah, so. You didn't and, catch it. It just hit you. Here's the, <laughs> here's the thing, too. Like, amongst this group of friends, usually the bad luck, like, Nick, Nick will literally fall flat on his face and everything goes wrong in his life for like yep. a month straight <laughs> and then it goes yeah, away and you know all all is well in, for- in his life not just this hell <laughs> no I mean, yeah, in what, your life hey goes i'm being honest <laughs> nick agreed right uh, yeah oh yeah so and then everything goes away and everyone's fine jesse's doing great i'm doing great dan's doing great and then it pops up again this one is it's been like a freaking disease man it's like nick shits the bed and then just when you think everything's over Justin shits the bed and then Dan's got issues even Jesse has had issues lately right oh yeah I got some issues so I'm just going (laughs) to warn you two: if you are coming down tomorrow to hang out uh, I am not going to be held responsible for if I pass it back to one of you
3: Justin's going to be there handing out free shitty looks and bad attitudes. (laughs) absolutely so the only
0: thing I got to do was work on brett's multi rotor which i'm going to bring to him tomorrow and get his gimbal all set up and flying at the fun fly and hey that's great i feel good about that i'm helping out a fellow fellow hobbyist but damn it i just want to fly so i said screw it i'm not even going to bother with the with the multi gov i'm going to go there tomorrow and fly the damn nitro on throttle curves and go. the gas and the electric are going to sit in my garage and collect dust because I'm just not going to wrench. They're like, I need, they're I like, need one day.
2: They're like, sad, one day. Sad pandas. They're just sitting yeah. in there. Yes. All, sad, 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 sad pandas. <laughs> like,
3: the, like those poor beaten elephants in the circus. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah exactly yeah. right
0: cowering broken but yeah like the the 2 a.m commercials where they show you the pictures <laughs> of all the sad puppies and cats and they're like if you just donate a dollar today their
2: eyes are all caked up with shit they got yeah. teeth missing and shit
0: we yeah. should yep. do that for justice. they're looking at you like through <laughs>
3: jail cell bars and they're shaking. And, they're shaking. i bet you if we did an infomercial we could get your parts <laughs> you Think so, I, I, dude? I guarantee it because I, I'm I am down like I for should that, do something dude. right now.
2: the 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 no fly the, the no flag organization. That's
0: as you can tell. It's put me in a little bit of a mood. Yeah, just a bit. But uh, I'm S- hoping. So what's that? What's different? I mean, what's different? Yeah, I mean, are not you, generally are you in implying that I'm always in a crappy <laughs> mood, Dan? <laughs> oh man
2: uh, dude
0: yeah you so did. i'm hoping though that tomorrow the nitro with throttle curves is going to be enough to keep me entertained dude, and dude. honestly i'm looking forward to just hanging out with jesse and nick and not doing anything crazy just relaxing
4: justin i can sell you the the cure that you need
0: oh yeah it, what's that dude fly it's a. Uh... It's a Compass 7-HV. Oh,
5: Christ, here we go.
0: (laughs) Now, okay, now hold on. You're actually going to sell me your Compass 7-HV? Because I know there are a number of listeners that I could probably get some damn good money out of for that particular helicopter. Dude,
2: (laughs) I might even help you out with that if you'll let me have it as throw at the sticks with it.
0: Yeah. No, dude, because it's not going to be worth anything after you're done with it. (laughs) Yeah,
4: that's not going to be good.
0: All right, I, I take it back
4: okay but thanks for the offer <laughs> so man.
2: i do want to Trying to help i think it's worth mentioning that this this whole governor thing was brought up about a week ago right it was and i said dude i've got like three of those laying around one of which nick sent me that i used for a while but i don't use it anymore and it's sitting in a in a box i'm like dude yeah you're there's right there's one floating around amongst us and just what been- did i
0: say to you nick i was on the phone with nick last night or two nights ago and i'm like dude I should have taken Dan up on his offer. <laughs> Dumbass. Yep.
2: And now you got problems because now Dan just can't go to the post office like he used to. Nilly willy and free balling it. Yeah, why is that, dude? Eh, we'll get yeah. into that a little bit later. And it's weird. We haven't really heard from him. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else uh, cool and exciting going on there, dude, besides, you know, not flying?
0: Yeah. No, dude. Nope. Can, you guys, some, can you guys hear the fire? One of those weeks. Oh.
2: Can you guys hear the war zone going on behind me?
3: What do you got going on
0: there,
2: dude? What's, it's fireworks, I guess. I don't know. You hope. <laughs> guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Just just dial nine one one for me uh, if you hear somebody break into the house. So that's all. That's all you got, huh, man? That really sounds like a shitty week. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's
0: it's been pretty shitty, dude. Hm. I'm hoping you guys can uh, pick me up with something good,
2: dude. I got a good week. I got a good week, but first let's find out what Jesse's been doing.
4: Dude, I'm gonna 180 this train. <laughs> I
3: <laughs> all aboard, <laughs>
4: yeah. So I have, and I have not done this in a long time. And it, it wasn't all just this past week, but I'm still gonna count it. I got five days of flying in a row. Did you quit? What do you mean? Did I quit? Did you
2: quit your job?
4: Did I quit? No, I had Thursday last Thursday, so 4th of July. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday.
2: Wow! Nice, all, dude.
4: Every day, ten to twelve flights every day. Weather was great. No crashing. It was awesome. No crashing. No crashing. No crashing. And all those flights were on the seven hv So can, can you write all of them? Count right, Dan. Yeah. No, d- no warp flights. Yeah. You know. uh, no
2: warp. The warp kind of gets like a half a flight. Kind of it's kind half of, of a okay. flight. Well, these were, all seven, so, these
4: were all 700 class heli flights.
2: You know, I'm thinking what you need to do is make a how-to video for Justin, uh, how to get hmm. to the field and fly. <laughs> you
0: Man. know, I, you said you're going to turn the train around, and I'm sure all the listeners are feeling better about themselves now, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm, I'm deeper in the shit. <laughs> yeah, because in a, those Justin, five I'll days, you Jesse, a, you've yeah. gotten more flights in than that I've probably gotten in since Christmas.
4: Yeah, I probably got in about 55 to 65. That
2: is sad. Ugh. Now the I panda is
4: really sad. Yeah, I'll give you a discount on the tickets for the train, Justin. I don't
3: know if that helps. <laughs>
0: Thanks, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll give yeah, you a throw, little break there. Throw, throw him a bone. Well, dude, we can make this very easy. We can solve all of your problems. All we need is your credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you that come tomorrow morning, and, and we'll make sure it's tomorrow morning. There's some way we can somewhere. make it happen. We can make That's it happen. Funny. That's right. Uh, you will be uh, enlightened. You will be ecstatic. There, there will be. I mean, it'll just be raining helly parts, and you'll be so excited you'll have forgotten about all that. And your uh, your pandas can sit there in woe and dismay, and it won't it won't bother you.
2: <laughs> and you'll just have to ignore, you know, the calls from your bank and shit. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so uh, we yep. we noticed there's a $3,500 charge to a hobby shop in Oregon.
3: Uh, do you have do you know anything about this? All <laughs> oh, you have shit. to do is just tell them, "Oh, no no, I'm sorry. You got that you got that mixed up. That's a $3,000 charge to my therapist." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't he know just why hobby that <laughs> shop. That's right. I'll just, I'm will just i yeah. just saving you prolonging and, and going once a week. I can fix it all in one day. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. Let
3: me think just about take, it. Let me think about funny. it.
2: Well, while you're I'll thinking back, about it, yeah. let's find out what Nick's been up to this week. What have you been doing, dude? That's it. I just get brushed over. <laughs> Didn't you already tell us? <laughs> Didn't you already tell us what I mean, you were doing? Awesome awesome he was not him, done but yet. But
4: but oh, man, I, I you kind know. of made it sound like
2: that was the cat's meow. You didn't. You got more to tell me. I mean, you know, he was well, not was, done. I, oh, you're...
4: I have just it's it's short. I'll, I'll keep it short. Yeah, please, we're all just to find out what Nick's been up to. I am. So, I am. Yeah, desperately. To... Hey, yeah. I, I don't know if you've any noticed any this,
2: any. Jesse, but I really like Nick a lot better than I like you.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with that because I, I actually don't need you to like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fine.
0: Jesse's <laughs> secure he
4: can handle it he's all right with he can that. handle the hate i had already kind of like i mean now it's out in the open you said it so now it's real but <laughs> this just got this, weird this just got real dog this got weird
3: ah. i don't feel comfortable that's okay. no
4: i it, it's it's small but so remember my it keys. is small keys. isn't it
2: Jesse? we, we know it's my small <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> how do you know uh, yeah that's a good because you told me point. the other day nick Oh, you found yeah, my website. Exactly, dude. You <laughs> so found, found your my website. website. You're, yeah. the, you're the view. You're the view. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're that guy. Dude, I, all I did was type in compass guy, and all of a sudden it came up on the screen. It was Jesse in a warp, and that was it. <laughs> it was like, is that a hairy nipple? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
5: Oh too, far. <laughs> oh, too much, too much,
4: <laughs> too far,
2: too far. <laughs> All right, oh, oh. No.
4: so go 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 ahead, Jesse. Yeah, so <laughs> last at Brooks, you know, I like, I crashed my seven HB. I'm sure you remember. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Th- thank you for so that, th- by the way. Yeah. So that was due to a power failure. Right. I just want to say that's not going to be happening again. I invested in a couple scorpion backup guards for my heli.
2: Oh yeah, but about
4: time it did Sweet, i know right dude. so now i'm i mean like you said it's always the risk when you're running a bec You know, something goes wrong with those batteries the
3: whole hell is going down so I, i'm gonna throw jesse under the bus for you justin do it because <laughs> <laughs> do it please do it because it was pretty funny when he put up that post you know mm-hmm. yeah oh there's the, and and power failure and like the owner of the company that he flies yeah. for. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like, why, <laughs> why don't, don't you use a backup, backup guy? <laughs> George is those, like, so you know. uh, dude,
0: um, we've got something to fix that. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, was, I was
4: messaging him that, you know, later. We got it all sorted mm-hmm. out. So that will not be happening again. No. Yeah, no, I, I saw your so Facebook
0: dude. post. You picked up like two or three of them, didn't you, dude?
4: Yeah, I got two. So one. I mean, I'm even running a receiver pack on the nitro and one's going on there too.
0: <laughs> nice.
4: No not taking any chances here because it's just kind of silly. It's a you know, it's a twenty four dollar, twenty-five dollar item. And it, and it only saved like me
0: fifteen or twenty grams too, or whatever it is.
4: And it would have saved me a couple hundred dollars last weekend. It's like, why wouldn't you run one? Yeah. It pays for itself one use. So I concur. That's it. That's my week.
3: That's it. It's about God now goddamn we can go time. To Nick.
2: <laughs> Jesus, I didn't think you were ever going to quit, man. God, are you sure you're done?
4: Turn? Um, maybe after Nick, just take one more pass. All right, all right. Yeah, something else might have come up.
2: So, Nick, what have you been up to, dude?
3: Uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I got some flying in with Jesse. Not, not quite as much as him, but I definitely got some good flights in. It's been, it's been very nice. Just, just. Kind of cruising, dinking around, messing with some new stuff. Got some new, just some. I'm venturing out a little bit from my current stuff. Try trying the the competition. How about that? Uh huh. Well, that's your wife. Kind okay of... with this? <laughs> 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 she she encourages it.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: No, I, I've decided to, uh, just kind of, you know, venture out a little bit. I've been flying some of the same stuff for so long that you get, you know, you just get very complacent and like, this is what it is. So I actually grabbed a, grabbed an icon from Jesse and put some flights on that. And then a V bar. And so I'm just kind of going back to fly barless, through the fly barless system loop that I've been through before. And, uh. You know, just to make sure that I'm up to speed and current and can have a little bit of weight behind when I give some advice. I kind of realized that, holy cow, man, it's been years and years since I've flown flown a V-bar. And, you know, here I am trying to tell someone that one thing is better than the other or why I like it. And uh, I kind of realized, wow, that's there. it's been so long, it's turning into hollow statements. Yeah. I just figured it's the great time. I've kind of been kicked back in casual mode, not really testing much of anything, just trying to go back to, you know, I've, I've limited myself on the amount of involvement I'm doing um, with companies and just trying to get back to having fun and flying. Uh, I finally, finally got the Nitro put back together uh, since our fun fly. <laughs> so we will... That was
0: like a month ago, dude. Are you on my
3: timeline? But okay, you so did not go there. <laughs> you just you're, you're, are you prepared? Yeah. Do you, uh, are you prepared? Do you got the KY yeah. out. Bring it
0: on. You got the KY dude. out.
3: Jess, Jesse knows. Jesse. I don't. What know time if did I, I go to be bed as as last night? Involved in this? Yes, you will. Yep, <laughs> dragging you with me. I sent you a text this morning. Oh, geez. It was I, I think like three thirty.
4: Or that's correct. Three
3: thirty. I went to bed at three. I was leaving.
4: I was leaving your house at ten thirty, and you went out to check the mail, and you were doing a little skip dance all the way into your basement because you had (laughs) the flybarless system. That's right. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I know he's not going to. And and all I hear is a
3: shout. He's like, you better get that set up tonight. And I think he he was joking, and I was not I was (laughs) I was joking. (laughs) I was not joking. So I came back in, set that up, got the nitro. So yeah, I was up. I've been putting in the hours the last couple days to get all my stuff but the
0: thing is that didn't answer my question what my question was why is it still in pieces up until two days ago
3: oh just you know why because i um i've been flying my backup heli there um, you go i've been flying my backup heli and uh you know we're, we're kind of uh, with you know the one project that we're working on we're kind of stalled with the machine shop so I haven't had anything that I, like, had to do or had to test. And I just, you know, uh, I hate to say it, and it just ugh, it cringes me to say it, but the the 700s just still kicking, plugging flights away. And so I just kind of took a week off and, and decided, or a couple weeks, actually, and have just decided to fly and have fun. And True. It it felt a little dirty at 1st <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it it really helped. She revive got used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helped revive a lot of spirit. You know, it's hard now. Obviously, everyone knows we're doing the. You know, me and Justin are doing the Whiplash Seven Hundred EX project. But I mean, you just get so involved in something, and it oh, just yeah. completely consumes you. And you know, um, heli pros with the move thing just. Obviously, not their fault. It's just part of life. But man, it threw yeah. a huge wrench in it for us, and so we're we were like gung ho, gung ho, go, 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 boom, and then we just had to like completely stop. And and it it's been like, all all encompassing. I mean, yeah, it was. So it's been uh, again. I, I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way because we're you know. Uh, we're, we're still very dedicated to it, but you have to take a step back once something becomes just so tremendous. And so I figured, well, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to use this move to my advantage and then go back and start playing again so that when it's work time, then it's go time. Yep. And, and it's been very, very nice to do that. And unfortunately, because of the move and because I knew I was, I was gonna be flying and crashing and having fun. I decided to to keep my, you know, my MA helis. Just kind of, I used my one set of crash parts to get the Whiplash back together, and then I've just been, you know, what? I'll just keep banging out the flights on the 700. Because if I crash it, I'll just order parts for it, get it back in the air. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, little feels a little dirty, but hey, you know, that's the truth. You have to do what you have to do to to mentally stay in the game. I, I think that's my week. Is that your week? I I think it is. I'm getting packed up. All three helis are back up, um, ready to go. I just got to button up some wiring on the nitro. Oh, dude, I'm trying a really random, weird experiment for no reason whatsoever, other than I always wanted to try it. I bought uh, a FunTech. I don't even know the number. Anyone know the number? No idea, but I have a couple of them. I think it's, isn't it the only one? it's the it's the funtech pipe for the YS120. Oh. I don't I don't know the 302 I... or something like that. I I don't know. But yeah, I had always heard like uh Leon Luke is is very adamant that the Hatori pipe for the 120 is like the ticket for the YS91. Like that is the pipe you get a little bit more top end out of it than the regular YS91 pipe, like the what is it? 21-3. Jesse, is that what you have? It's the
0: 19. Oh, 19B 2 or something. Okay.
3: Yeah. So I just was like, well, I wonder if the Funtech one would work because the Funtech pipes, uh, they they really weren't, you know, uber popular for the YS ones. Found one at a screaming deal. So I figured, what the heck? Why not? So (laughs) I got that put on. Uh, I had to do some. Severe porting on the little header plate though. I don't maybe maybe I just figured out why they weren't popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the dude, I mean, the pipe is great, and anyone it that's was owned sized an for OS like an 50, OS 37. The hole was. I swear to god, dude. <laughs> it had I bolted it up on there, and I'm like, are you serious? I easily had like a millimeter and a half on the top and bottom of that was covering the port. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was huge. I mean, it was just, it was silly. Like, I don't even know. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe they drew up the wrong CAD file and, yeah, put a, put an OS 37 hole in (laughs) it or something. But uh, luckily, you know, we've got, we have means to fix those things. So I got that all poured it out and kind of match ported it all and I'm I'm really happy with it now. So I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Well you and had that, a you've had a pretty good week, man. Yeah, it hasn't been you know, real low stress. Uh just I don't know, trying to slowly chip away and make sure I had everything back together in a little last minute, but you know could yeah. be uh could be worse. Dude, oh there's more. Uh, uh, There's yeah, I have one more. cherry bit. There's always more, isn't there? Always just more. Yes. It is. Well, when you you know when, when you stay up till two, three o'clock in the morning, a lot of shit happens. You, you got that's shit to exactly. talk exactly. about, yeah, dude. It's like a whole another half a day. So while you guys are talking about your week, I'm talking about like almost two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I roll. Oh man, that's how I roll. Don't so, you know? All right, um, let's hear it. My 8FG is like almost dead. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you were going to bring this what? up. Yeah. I forgot about it. How can it almost be dead? What do you um, mean almost dead? I'm out flying and all of a sudden, tail was doing different things that my fingers were not. And I have had, ever since I bought I bought this radio used, and when I got it, it was just weird. Something's messed up with the uh, the whole left stick I don't know. I swear the whole... Something's messed up with this radio. Like, someone swapped out the springs or something. Yeah. Because the stick tension's really tight, and if you loosen it, it just goes tight, tight, all of a sudden, like, huge amounts of slop in the gimbals. Oh. Like, clunking in the middle. So you have to run it up to where the springs are tight. You know, where they, where they pull on it. Right. But then they're really stiff springs. So I don't know. And it... I've had to recalibrate it. Yes. In the last year yeah. that I bought it, probably a good half dozen times, it'll oh. get off just a little bit. You know, send that thing something. in, dude. Well, I know, and I was. I, I had. I completely have plans to do that, but I mean, really, you know how hard it is to send in your radio in the middle of the flying season. Well, when my when my, when like, my
2: fourteen st comes in, I'll send you my eight ft.
0: That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I told him. I said, well, you can buy my eight FG so that I can go and buy a 14 SG. <laughs> I thought it sounded
3: like I'll just let you use mine while you're yeah, just he getting just fixed. Wants
2: to use yeah. You can just use mine while, while, yeah. I, while, I'm, while you're getting yours fixed.
3: But so I tore it apart. Well, that was kind of the funny part. I came running in all happy and skipping. Cause I'm going to slap this V bar on the, on the nitro. And you know, I start setting it up and it's like, okay, you got to do your transmitter. I'm like, well, This isn't going to work. I can't use my transmitter because it's all jacked up. Because I was just going to slap my SD card in Jesse's, pop it back and forth. Yeah. Uh, So I ended up... That was part of the reason I was up so late is I ended up tearing the back of the transmitter apart. And I believe that I actually found a loose connector, like the one main connector to the whole left stick assembly. So I took it apart Tightened up the pin, snapped it back together, a little hot glue around it to kind of support the wires and the connector. Went through the whole setup, no issues at all. And it, it was like consistently bad. Once once it screwed up at the field, it, it is it was bad every single time that I turned it on. So I feel pretty confident that I got it. But the second that I find an opportunity you know, to come across another radio or borrow one or, or get one at a really good deal or something, I am going to send it in because that's yeah. got to get done. Yep, And that is it. Are you sure? I promise.
2: I promise. I'm going to just give a nice little dramatic pause so to make sure. No, it's good. Oh, I promise. Wow. It's okay. I had a pretty good week this week, man. I had a busy week this week. So I didn't even know you were alive this week. Well, first of all, uh my week started last Saturday when I was doing the demo. So, You guys remember me talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh jeez, man. Oh yeah. So, I told you I was going to go crash the 600 first flight. Well, I ended up crashing the 700 on the first flight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> Sorry that I find that funny. I love it. you so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was actually a lot of fun. So the first one was uh, it was uh, at the airport. They were doing an air show out there for full scales, and it was really cool. They had some like Texan A ones and F four U Corsairs and all kinds of crazy old warbirds. And I was a little surprised. Um, first of all, the flying wasn't too ideal because we were facing directly east at like ten o'clock in the morning.
4: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, you know, I dealt with it and I was really kind of, uh, I was super nervous because there were like 700 people here and, uh, watching um, you, dude, they were all there dude behind me. Like wow. not all of them, but like a huge crowd behind me. And so I was just kind of dinking around and I got a good, most of the full flight in and, um, <laughs> I, you know I'm, I'm playing around with this new modern motor and I was messing around with the tuning and I started getting the tuning in and, and I gotta tell you I just all I did was nose down to do a fast like just a low like just push out just like straight out real fast mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. this horrible grinding sound just oh, wow. and it 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 got going so fast so quick that it kind of got a little far away for me to kind of hear what is going on? But I thought I knew right away. Well, the gear stripped, and I thought maybe, maybe there was enough teeth to just kind of limp it down to the ground. And so I thought I still had a little bit of head speed going, and uh, I didn't. And so I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I ended up, I ended <laughs> up letting it come down. And, and all of a sudden, when I thought I still had a little bit of going, it just ended up the the blades just stopped, and it dropped from about. 15 feet. Ouch. Didn't do a lot of damage. All it did was break the uh, landing strut, and of course the gear was stripped out.
4: Right. But it didn't tip or anything, so your blades are fine?
2: Uh yeah, it didn't just came straight down, broke oh, the nice. one side. And um so then I had to I put it aside and flew the six hundred and I just it was <laughs> it was a little weird because look. I'm not i I mean I, I landed and cheers and clapping and and I'm like, what I mean this I felt like these people got cheated because <laughs>
3: <laughs> played them <laughs> I know you didn't pay, but you really didn't get your money there <laughs> and you know because look I mean uh,
2: they for someone who who has never seen an RC helicopter fly, I suppose it was really cool, but they just Man, I, I just it would have been so nice to have somebody there that just could really fly because these people would have just been like, Oh my god, I had no idea. And uh but it was a lot of fun. But I did a few flights there and then later in the afternoon I went to a uh another show. It was a motorsports show down at the fairgrounds. And uh this um this was a bunch of good old boys driving their four wheel drive trucks through a mud pit two hundred feet long. Five feet deep. I mean, these big four-wheel drive, like, huge blowers, you know? Like, they'd hit the throttle at the one end, and it would just, like, instantly take off and just skim right over the top layer of the mud and throw, like, a 60-foot rooster tail. Uh, It wasn't a very ideal flying area, because as you'd imagine, it was pretty goddamn dusty. It's all dirt. Oh, yeah. So, I did do a couple flights there, and uh, again, kind of the same... That was really cool you know yeah, yeah you know clapping and cheering but it was it was a lot of fun it was I haven't heard anything but apparently at the at the air show our whole my whole club was there and apparently some of the people went up to the little display that our club had and there was a member of the club sitting there saying hey uh does that guy does he like does he like teach people how to fly those <laughs> so apparently like three or four people asked for my name and number, but I've not heard from any of them. But, nice. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the nice. whole point of doing it, right? Sure. I mean, it was a lot Spreading of fun. the word. It was a lot of fun. So I got a lot of flying in over the weekend. I actually went back a second day to the motorsports show and flew again. They asked me to come back.
3: Nice.
2: And the second day was uh, pretty dead. There wasn't a lot going on, but uh, nonetheless, it was still fun. But the big news of this week is uh, on Tuesday. I'm I'm a slave to the grind again. Oh yeah, homeboy's got a job,
3: working stiff.
2: That's right. You? And um, dude, how do you like it? You know what? I it's it's super challenging.
3: And that's not what you texted me. No, it, yeah, it, I was I was looking for a little <laughs> bit more. Are you going to let me finish for, for Sorry. Christ's sake? Sorry. God,
2: Jesus. As I was saying, before I was rudely interrupted, it, it's super challenging. And it's uh, mentally exhausting. It's not physically, it's, it's, it's uh, office work, but oh, I, I hesitate to say anything negative because these people, they're great people, but man, I got to say there's, there's a, maybe a little bit of a communications barrier and just it's uh man yeah, today especially was a pretty rough day but it is what it is and it's part of me just getting used to that whole you know focusing on on those types of things for a full day plus so yeah but i kind of it was weird i on uh wednesday i had to run over uh to my bank in the in the town which is 40 miles away and um the town where i'm working is 40 miles away and there's a, a branch there of my bank and i was driving through town and i saw some guys like you know wearing shorts and riding their bike and i'm thinking god i kind of miss that i mean not happen to be at work i kind of you know i miss that it's kind of a weird feeling but uh now i get, i mean you know now I get to sit in my office and look out my window, and I have big trees right outside my window that lets me know what the wind's doing. <laughs> it's, so I get to sit there and go, man, it's really nice out there.
3: Yeah, this, this,
2: this sucks. <laughs> but and let me you tell you can't something. not do anything about it. I'm noticing something, though, that I think is pretty cool, and I think this is kind of something I've taken for granted in that I don't want to downplay it. Over the past few years, it's been pretty cool to have all the time I wanted to fly, and I don't want to make it sound like that wasn't really neat, because it was. But I got to tell you, at a point, it kind of gets to be—I don't know—you kind of take, you know, like you go to the field and you, eh, you might get a flight in, whatever, and you, I can come back tomorrow. So you know, if I don't feel like flying, I can just go home. But see, I noticed this week as I was going through. It's like man, I get Saturday and Sunday, I I'm like excited, like really excited to go to the field and just hang out and just fly. So it's I don't know, it's kind of a new sensation for me. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. It probably does.
3: Oh, yeah, Absolutely, dude. You need to add in a uh you need to add in a 5-year-old and a semi-understanding wife and then you will <laughs> really get
2: Semi-understanding culture. wife. I love it. I <laughs> can't th- yeah, and that's the cool that that's kind of cool because I can feel the excitement, and it's 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 not something that I've really felt, you know, except generally at the first of the year, you know, when spring finally rolls around. That that excitement, you know that that excitement for me starts to wind down fairly quickly because I am flying every day. Oh. Um <laughs> but <laughs> that excitement's coming back, so I am I am really looking forward to it. Like tomorrow, I just can't wait. Tomorrow is going to be. An amazing long day of flying, and see, and that's the nice thing is I don't, I don't have to deal with the five year old and a semi understanding wife, and I can go there and hang out all day Saturday and Sunday. So I still got it, I still got that uh, going for me.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> so living the dream. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and now yeah, I got
2: some even bigger news. Bigger
3: than that? And wow, dude!
2: Something is showing up on Tuesday. Of next week. Would you venture to take a guess at what that might be,
0: Jesse? Did you get him to pull the trigger on a seven HV, yeah.
2: or a warp? It's it's got to be the
0: warp. It's the man. warp. That's it,
3: exactly, dude. It's, it's no. a Goblin five hundred. It's a Goblin five hundred. Yeah. What are you? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> and a
2: Bavarian demon. No way. Get out of so, here, dude. <laughs> yeah.
5: What? Nice. It's gonna
2: be here on Tuesday. Wait a minute, wait a minute,
3: wait a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm waiting? We're waiting for the, I'm just kidding. You really got a goblin? Kinda. <laughs> oh, no, oh kinda. here we go. Okay,
0: come on, man.
3: Out with it. You're
2: so real. For real, crap. Just for real there is a goblin and a Bavarian demon showing up on Tuesday. However, oh. not it's, yours. it's not mine. Uh, A listener of the show, Quinn, is gonna send me his goblin that he's having some problems with. He's had it for like ever, and he's not flown it. And I was talking to him the other night, and I'm like, "Dude, just send me that thing. You gotta get that thing flying." He goes, "Dude, are you serious?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> he's like, "It'll be in the mail tomorrow." And sure as shit, he called me and said, "It'll be there Tuesday, FedEx. You don't have to sign for it. Or they'll just put it on your porch." <laughs> So, <laughs> no,
3: nice, 500 dude, or 700? A
2: 500 Goblin. Goblin 500 wow. with a Bavarian demon. Yeah. Nice. So, look, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, it'll give me a chance to, to actually play with the Goblin in person and a different fly barless unit. Because, as you all know, and especially now, I'm very much interested in a 500 ish size electric. Yep. And this will give me an opportunity to, I don't know, you know, if I really like it, maybe that's what I'll go with. Dude, this could be dangerous because
0: um, he may have already uh, destroyed your first couple of paychecks with this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: if you like
0: it that much.
2: Uh, that's the thing. And, and here's something that uh, he did tell me. He says, uh, dude, cr- crash, crashes, they're on me. Don't worry about it. I don't want you to worry about that. I'm like, really? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I quinn, i'm my, not sure my address you fully is, uh... realize the
0: gravity of your situation <laughs> here
2: man yeah no i'm really looking forward to you know mainly to help him out to get it flying and so he can appreciate it and uh and use it i'm and then quinn works for fedex so he's got an account where i when i'm done with it i just put it back in the same box and take it to a fedex store and pff, goes right back to him so yeah, and see, I have
4: a, this is just, just a prediction, but after flying one, I feel like, then that's going to be an acceptable size heli for you to fly. Like you, you will be okay flying that heli.
2: I think so. I don't mind just, 500 just the prediction. I mean, I know it's, it, it, I, I I mean, I fly Ed's 500 and I actually kind of like it. This is bigger. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, uh, yep. but still small enough to easily transport in my car. Yep. Right. So, oh yeah. Um, exactly. Which
0: uh, which color scheme is it, dude?
2: I it's one of the first ones. I imagine it's green. So it's green. Yeah. Well, um, you'll so be fully
0: he, immersed in the goblin culture then,
2: dude. He he bought this on the first run of Goblin Five Hundreds. Wow. And it's still not flying. That's got to wow. be at least a couple mm. of
0: months now.
2: Easily. <laughs> at least. He said to me. He sent me a text. He says, "Yeah, I lost a, a few uh, sexy points from my girlfriend because I had to tell her I had to send my heli off to get, to get help get help with it." <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to playing with it. It, it uh, it'll be fun to to mess around with it and then get it back to him so he can fly. And then he flies Futaba as well, so I'll just be able to send him an SD card with all the programming. Yep, pretty cool. Huh? Hey man, pretty that's, that's awesome. a big deal. It'll be interesting to to mess around with uh, It's been a long time since you've had your hands on a new helicopter. Anything besides a line? For I mean for real, I've not built anything but a line for god going on 2 years.
0: Long time.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean there Too were a, long. there were a lot of other helis way before that, but I mean a lot, but uh it's pretty much been a line for me for the last couple of years. They've conquered my heart. Me and Ken over at Lower Hilly, We're simpatico.
3: Oh yeah. Here <laughs> what was uh what was the term? I can't why can't I remember that term? Homers? Gomers. Homers. Oh no, homers. Homers, yeah, I, homers. Think, I think homers. is what how yeah. he referred to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he called yeah, himself yeah. a homer. <laughs> yeah. <Ken. laughs> Gomers. He's a gomer. <laughs> <laughs> I crack myself up.
2: I'll let you guys know how that goes. it like I said, it'll be here Tuesday and uh I'll dink with it in the evenings uh, throughout the week. And then on the weekend next week, I will uh, fly it. See what it's all about. And Justin, be prepared for some phone calls. Yeah. No problem, man. Yeah. I think maybe we should do some news. What do you think? Yeah, it's probably
3: about that. I have to admit that now that I've had my Goblin for a couple months, it's really kind of starting to grow on me with the exception of one thing loading the batteries the guys at KDE they addressed this issue they made a removable battery tray if you've got a goblin this is your number one must-have upgrade that sounds good Nick and if you're
2: interested in any of the other upgrades that KDE has visit their webpage page at www.kdedirect.com righty guys this week's news is brought to you by helidaily.com your daily RC helicopter news magazine what do you got for news Nate?
3: all right so let's see here line has got they've come out with these ds 615 s servos so it's it's the s I'm assuming stands for shallow because it's basically <laughs> a ds615 that is quite quite shallow actually it's like squish. They're actually yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. not what
2: I was thinking when you said shallow, but...
3: <laughs> yeah, shallow, cold-hearted. Yeah. You bastards! <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time we yelled that at a line. Um, <laughs> No, the big thing is it's the lowered, uh, like height of the case just makes it a heck of a lot easier. They're going to be a little bit lighter. So, yeah, you know, new thing. It's been a while since they've come, a week or two since they've come out with anything. So it was time.
2: Another reason to buy another round of parts, dude. It looks like they're actually a
0: lot lighter. I can what barely read it, but it looks like—is that a
3: forty-three
0: or a 49? Yeah, forty-nine? Yeah, I couldn't grams? read it, so I didn't.
3: I, I'm guessing, you know, fifteen grams. Yeah, fifteen lighter? or
0: twenty grams lighter. That's that's not bad per servo.
3: no yeah, not when you go across all three. Yeah, every little bit counts. So Blade had another pretty big announcement, the 350QX coming this fall. Definitely their their fight back to the DJI Phantom setup because this thing is GoPro compatible, ready to go. Man, everyone is dipping into this plug-and-play quad thing. Align even put up some pictures that they're going into multi-rotors now. I got to tell you, dude, this one looks pretty impressive.
0: I mean, not only is it Blade, and, well, you can take that however you want. We've talked about that recently on the show, but the price is right. They've got GPS. They've got, I guess you could call it kind of quasi-3D abilities
3: for those people who are interested in that. It's It looks pretty sweet. Well... It, you know, the first thing that I noticed was okay, so it comes with a, uh, you could like the ready to fly version comes with a Spectrum DX5E transmitter, battery, and charger, okay? Mm-hmm. $469.99. Now that is, is that a full 200 bucks cheaper than the Phantom? Yeah, dude. The Phantom ready to fly
0: yeah. with its own transmitter is like, I want to say it's like 650 or 700 it's somewhere okay, in the six so, to $700 range.
3: Yeah, so a couple hundred mm-hmm. bucks less. But, uh, I mean, this is still a D a DX5. So you can actually use it, you know, if you wanted to, you can, uh, like, literally unplug your quad, go in, sit down, fly this on your sim if you wanted, you know, whatever else. Whereas the DJI, you're, that's, that's what yeah. it's for right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The DJI um, is more like the MCPX style trans, like you know, that's just yeah, uh, exactly cheaper, the little yeah. kind of cheaper toy type feeling yep. deal. But I mean, what you know, where, stability, GPS hold, uh, return to home. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got everything
0: is... that the NASA has in terms of flight control capabilities. Re- reliability will be the
3: big one. Yeah, and I'm and, not gonna
0: lie, it looks pretty sweet.
3: Like, like, are they gonna come out with a brushless version like two months later? <laughs> that's just what they do. Yeah, I don't know. No, it looks pretty cool. Back to the line again. They do have another thing. They now you can get the 550 and 530 new 3G flybarless blades. Which these, you know, I got to tell you, they're really not that bad. I've I've got a set of the 700s on my DFC, and I, they're not bad at all. I. Far prefer them over the last ones. That's for sure. Hmm. I'm not gonna say they're my favorite blade. They look better.
0: Yeah, I like. They the look paint a lot better. Job. That's I the like key the for real. me.
3: I I like the seven hundred. That's the key for me. I really really dig that that length. Yeah, you know, I I've just gotten to where it's like the perfect. Yeah, I just I dig it. I I like the stability of it, and if you can not get the cord too too wide, then they they're really not boggy at all. JR, you remember those guys? Uh, Where? What happened to JR? Well, I mean, even. Okay, so you go back, and I'm going to sidetrack from the news for a second. Man, when I got into this hobby, a 9503 was like a holy grail transmitter. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, 9503 was like, whoa. I mean, you were balling if you had it. Mm -hmm. And, And Spectrum was just, you know, uh, was so subpar to Jr., and it's like they just fell off the map. I I don't get it. I mean, they've got they've got a new XG14 transmitter with XBus. You know, it, it's the same setup as like the XG11, which X-bus. I've XBus. Yeah, it's like they crossed. It's like getting on the wrong bus. It's like X'd yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not S-Bus. It's X-Bus. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I feel kind of bad for them. The 11, all, all of these new ones really never took off. Um, they have come out with, uh, the there is an XG14E version of it, which is uh, like a flat panel style transmitter for tray setups. And I've been noticing those are slowly starting, where starting to creep into the united states a little bit where where have you seen one of those uh the um the jetty ones yeah well you can
0: get the dc is a tray version but the ds is still a standard
2: so you've handheld. seen them for sale
3: but have you seen anybody at the bottom i mean no 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 just for sale and i don't even know like hawkum spectrum never brought the, the dx10
0: yeah, I've seen a couple of those up for sale
3: on the forums, ever so often. The tray radios are really popular in Europe. They are. They're super. I don't. I mean, the I, the idea is there. Would you try one, Nick? I have. I have kind of tried one yeah. because I actually have a tray. I have a tray set up. Yeah. For that that I was given, and my son actually uses it just because his hands aren't big enough to actually like really hold a radio and get on the gimbals. Right. So he uses it. And I have, uh, if I'm going to fly like like a, a multi for extended flights, you know, taking pictures or something like that, then I'll throw my radio on the tray and use it that way. I'm not opposed to it, but I don't have a, it doesn't give me that connected, super connected feeling to the radio. Just I don't know. Yeah. Not for it's, but again, it's probably just what because that's I didn't learn on that. I always thought I'd
2: wanted when I first got into the hobby. I kept seeing those uh, shoulder mount tray. You guys have seen them, I think. Yeah, uh, with the whole oh, strap. Yeah. Justin G used to use one. I always, you know, actually, I actually thought I always wanted to try one of those. Uh, but at the time, I was pinching, and I thought to myself, "What? What would you know? Why?" I guess maybe it's because I thought maybe it would force me. To, or I was thumbing, I mean, uh, and I thought, you know, what was the point? Uh, but I guess maybe I was thinking it would force me to start pinching. Uh, cause you can't really thumb with a tray. No. I guess you could, but it would be awkward, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah. Not very precise at all. Yeah. I, you know, that, it's weird because you can think about the whole, you know, which one's more precise. But then, you know, you watch Jamie, uh, Jamie, Kyle. Bert and Bert I, I mean they got Nick Maxwell too. Nick Maxwell his radio is almost sitting at his knees when he flies I think. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh Tim Jones flies the same way, yeah. hanging that yep. sucker way down there. I like cannot down. do that, dude.
2: Yeah, that's like slash in his guitar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. Hanging down at his kneecaps. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but they just I mean, you can't tell me they're not precise. <laughs> so, I don't I don't get it. But anyway, if you did happen to want to get one of these radios, or at least see pictures of it, they've got it's out. <laughs> yeah, I know that's kind of messed up. Final results for Helimasters, 2013. Congratulations, Mister Kyle Dahl. He took it. Oh, he and took man, it. yeah, he did. <laughs> he took it, and I'm that's I one way you, to put it. I watched that that flight to music. Hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> I have yep. never seen a helicopter beat that hard. Yeah. Like just abused in every shape, way possible. He skid bumped so freaking hard that he delaminated the blades. Hmm. I want you to think about that. <laughs> he hit hard enough to delaminate the blades, yet it kept flying. Nothing else broke. Skids and blades. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh That That was a very, very impressive.
2: So I'm taking it you guys watched the live coverage? I did. I watched some of it as much as I could. You know what? Yeah. I did the first night. And I kind of was thinking I was going to get into it, but I just, that first night, it was like, eh. But then uh, that weekend ended up being real busy for me anyway, so I didn't even get a chance to uh, even look at any of that stuff that was going on.
3: It was, uh, yeah, he, he just did a great job. Second second place, Duncan, wow, they butchered his name here. Uh, boss, Duncan Bossian, uh, Michael Wisbotcher, is that right? Whisper yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's right.
3: Yeah. In third, Kyle Stacey in fourth, Jonathan Bossian in fifth, Eaton Goldstein in sixth, Timo Kurlos in seventh, Jamie Robertson in eighth. Man, I got a. It's kind of weird, you know? It, it was, yeah. Where, where What happened to Jamie?
0: You know, dude, I, I honestly think. Nowadays, the competition is so close that it's literally yeah. it's it's anybody's game. These are all yeah. so super talent. They're such super talented pilots. It's like, hey, yeah. maybe one's having a bad day. They slip up on a maneuver or two and that's it. That costs them the competition.
4: But
3: if yeah, you there's look, no at, room like, for look at the
0: scores, they're not far apart.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very I, I think that's very fair. I mean, very fair. Because, jeez, they're just, man. <laughs> I, I just think like, okay, yeah, I've got a pretty good grasp on what maneuvers are out there and how hard everyone's flying. And then you watch some of these flights, and you're going, oh, my God. Just a whole different level. Man, the flying is, it's, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't even <laughs> really know what else to say. But <laughs> congratulations to everyone that went. Thanks for the guys for doing it all live. That was really cool. Uh, it, it looked like it turned just turned out incredible. And that, that wraps up my news. Anyone else?
0: I got some news. So uh, MKS is coming back to you with a new promo set. So from July 8th to July 31st, You can get a combo of the HBL 950 cyclic servos and one 980 tail. These are like the flagship, the top end. Uh, The ones that I reviewed, if you remember, are the HBL 665 and 669 series. And they are all metal, except for all metal case, except for the top is plastic. These guys, the 900 series, are full aluminum case. They've got a little bit uh, sportier specs as well, a little bit faster, a little bit more torque. Uh, just amazing servos, uh, and so so for the rest of July, you can get three of the 950s, one of the 980, ten percent off, which is just a killer deal. So uh, the let's see, I think the price comes out to about 560 bucks for the set of four. It comes in one of the cool little boxes. Uh, that everyone got excited about, and that I have I'm sold been known I'm to sold. use to put charging stuff in from time to time. And the here's the reason, guys. Case. Why do you, the the reason why they're doing this is because these servos were the most flown servos by the heli masters pilots. So that says I something. saw that. I mean, that's that's that impressive. There were yep. I, I can't remember the numbers, but I think like you know. 30 40 percent of all of the pilots maybe even more at heli uh heli masters were were flying the 900 series mkss
3: that dude that says a lot when you consider like just going back a couple of years it was all futaba and jr absolutely dude yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: i mean check them out i i really enjoy mine i think that you guys would love them as well nick you're flying them right now aren't you not the 900s. Uh, you got
3: the 600s. The 600s. Absolutely. And they've been fantastic. Not a not a single complaint.
0: Yep. We'll have the link up in the show notes. You guys can check it out. But go to mcastservosusa.com. And there should be a link up at the top called promos and specials. And you
2: can get yours there. So, guys, I got some news here. Our friends at Soko Helitool. Oh, shit. Hang, hang on a sec guys, the phone's ringing. Hello? Oh, you guys. Hey. Dude, we're recording a show right now, man. <laughs> guys, this is that guy. Remember a couple of, You know what? Hang on a minute. That
4: guy. What do you mean? That
2: dude that called a few episodes ago? the oh, <laughs> called dude, him something, the, the, the mole, mole guy? Mole guy. Something. we'll get him on. I guess what I'm going to do. Give me a second. Uh, Look. We want to interview that so, guy. Yeah, we're going to get... Okay, dude, so... Right. Okay, so no. No, what we're going to do is I'm going to get you on, but we'll disguise your voice so nobody can, can hear you. All right, so just give me a second, and we'll get that taken care of.
4: And you know what,
3: Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now.
2: You heard it here, folks. Gen Z's packs, Nick's mushroom stamp of approval. Find them at HobbyParts.com. All right, so here we are. This is okay. So go ahead and go ahead and say hi. Tell us who you are, and your voices will be disguised.
1: Uh, hello, Mister Dan. How are <laughs> you doing today, dude? Okay, who are hello. you? Um, uh, I, I'm what you would call uh the shadow in the night. <laughs>
5: the I'm, I'm the
1: stealer. <laughs> I'm the stealer of ambition. On <laughs> the. The thief Boy. of dedication. They call me Mr. Mole.
2: For, okay. Wow. So, Mr. Mole, I mean, I mean, how did you know to call us, and and why are you calling us? I mean, what? what I mean, you kind of teased us a few weeks ago when you called. You said something about all will be revealed. What's up?
1: What's going on? Quite frankly, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're <laughs> bored. You're bored. So oh, yeah,
1: I get to okay. I guess I could give a little bit of background about myself. Yes, please. Um I I work for a company called Wobby Wing. Okay. Um I am the individual that let's just say I scout out and find out information about certain popular products
2: right
1: i then bring that back to my superiors and we you know i mean (laughs) 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 we uh you know we come out with our own version of it
2: so you (laughs) you copy other people's hard work
1: you steal their hard work yeah. I don't really like to use the word steal. I think that's a little harsh.
2: Okay what what well, would what would you prefer to call it?
1: Redistribute. Redistribute. <laughs>
3: is this dude for real? I mean, like, seriously.
1: <laughs> yeah. This what
2: a is... load of crap. All right, so let's get to the crux of why you're calling. Okay, so you have you must want something. I mean why are you calling and, and I mean what? What do you what do you want from us? Why are you calling us?
1: Well quite frankly, Dan, I'm I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm I'm at every event. I travel all over the world. And you here at the RC Heli Nation are the like the last entity, the last corner of the hobby that I haven't been able to infiltrate. And uh, I find that fascinating.
2: So
3: what? What does he want to
2: do?
1: Yeah, <laughs> do infiltrate. Yeah, what, <laughs> I feel really creepier. I do. I do,
2: really I do. Yeah. do we need to be wearing some kind of protection? I don't. Uh...
1: Well, no. I mean, I, I think it's it's fun to you know to talk. I I don't get out much. I mean, apparently, let's, yeah. Let's be frank. Go figure. I don't. It's one of those jobs that you don't really have a lot of friends, you know, and uh, I, I, I kind of might pass the time, you know, listening to the show and, uh, you know, laughing at Justin that he can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time for you to prove yourself.
2: You say you have information, knowledge, you know things, you go to all these events Tell us, give us, give us a little hint, give us a little taste.
1: Um, well, okay, so this last week, I was at, I've actually taken a little bit of time, uh, away from the hardest of the work, and I decided to go hang out at Helimasters for the week. Okay. Uh, it was very nice, uh, to sneak around, you know, get my creep on, just kind of like, you know, back in the shadows, looking at all the pro pilots and what they're flying, because it's important. I might be making a new one of it next week. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) man. But uh, I got to tell you, it was really, I was disappointed at the prizes that they gave out. Oh? Yeah, I mean, someone definitely needs to give Kyle Dahl a new shirt. Because I think he stole that from a (laughs) teammate. Either that or he ate his teammate. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Dude,
2: that's a little harsh, isn't it? I mean, come on. That is.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) dude, uh, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life or anything, but... uh, Rotate in a solid place. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Dude, that is so harsh. You mentioned uh, you don't
2: have a lot of friends, and it's apparent to us why now. I mean, you've made that blatantly obvious. I do my thing. Do you consider yourself an ass, or is that just something you come naturally by, or what, what's that all about? I mean, you know, copying other people's shit, that's a dick move. You got to admit that, right?
1: Well, I... I I like to say that I have a certain skill set. And, you know, everyone has their place. You know? I mean, uh, rock what you got, right? Are you friends with Mike Fortin by chance?
2: <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh <laughs> dude,
1: do, you, do we have time for that? I mean, really? I think that, we, that, I that think- guy is my. I don't even (laughs) even know how to explain. (laughs) He he is my weekly inspiration. If If I'm ever having a bad day, you know, feeling down on myself about what I'm doing and where I'm at in this hobby... I just flip open Mike's Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to go I I hopped on this plane and I was going to go fly to Florida you know because he's got these new blades coming out right? The um, epic epic (laughs) (laughs) and and I'm sitting on the plane and, and and I'm you know, I'm on my, my computer getting all my spy equipment ready. You know, I have my little uh, uh, laser camera that I use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's really high-tech stuff. Mm-hmm. You, wouldn't, I, you wouldn't understand. I probably that. wouldn't understand that, yeah. And and I'm reading about these blades, and I, I made a mistake. I don't know how I didn't see this before, but it said air-whisking tip yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah what the hell is an air whisking tip <laughs> are, we, are we are we doing cooking class here Mike because this is the last thing that I remember whisking was a set of eggs for my grandmother <laughs> <laughs> Oh he my just gosh. went
3: there. Oh my god, he just went there. <laughs> oh, I, dude. I,
1: I actually had to tell the pilot to just turn around because <laughs> that was I mean You didn't want to go? I, I have standards <laughs> And I at a certain point you just can't steal some things. And I wanted to leave that to Mike because he he needs that. <laughs> he needs it.
2: <laughs> Mr. Mole, and that's, I guess, that's all you're going to give us. You're not going to give us any more hints to your name. We're just going to have to call you Mr. Mole.
1: Yes, that's all you're going to get for now.
2: Somehow you've figured out when we record, and um, you're actually pretty entertaining. Uh, I'm kind of, are we going to hear from you again, or what uh, What do you, I mean, you know, it kind of sounds like you you might know a little bit about people in the hobby. Maybe we can.
1: Then we need to establish one thing very clearly here. Yeah. I know everything. <laughs> 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 oh, it's a bold really? statement, my friend.
4: That is a bold statement.
2: Well, I, you know what? I actually, we, we got to get going, dude, because you know we got we got a show to do. But hey, thanks for calling. And uh, so, are, I mean, when can we? When are you going to call us next? Or is it just uh, what's going to happen? How are we going to know? How are we going to know when you want to get in touch with us? Oh, you'll know. All right, we'll leave it at that. Well, Mr. Mole, I don't know if, if it's been a pleasure, but it sure has been interesting.
1: Hey, Dan. Yeah. Why do you not wear pants when you record? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Does he cause... really know everything, Dan?
2: I think he does. Oh, my God. Dude, are you pantless? Hey, man.
3: <laughs> Every are you week pantless you to right to now? You're we joked about pants? it, dude, but... This is a little awkward uh, now.
2: Now you know why the whole video thing is just maybe not for me.
1: Okay, I got to go. My boss is calling goodbye.
2: <sighs> okay. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> that was uh, weird. weird. Weird, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what to think. I guess we'll have to just hide and watch and see what happens with that. I don't know. I, I've met. I. Dude. I
3: almost feel like I've met my match. Like I like pitching people crap, but this guy, dude, I got nothing. That's dude. another level. I
0: mean, he, yeah, he, um, he kind of raked Mike over the coals, huh? <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs> oh, that is some good shit. He's well, in my thunder. Yes, sir. I'm gonna. Uh, well, before Mister Mole called us, I was beginning to tell you guys about uh, some more news. Uh, Soko Heli Tools. They kind of told us a, a while ago they were gonna have some big news. Well, they have the big news. It's ready to go, and we will have a link up in our show notes. But they have opened up a U.S. Uh, warehouse or store for people to get the Soko Haley tool here in the states. And here's the cool thing: the introductory price for the Soko kit, and I don't know how long this is gonna be running. It's fifty nine dollars, and I oh, believe. Wow. That was- yeah, I believe that was that's down from oh, that's, 76 or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's quite quite nice. Less. And so it'll also be available to you, Canada people. Apparently, they're they're going to make it available in Canada as well. Uh, shipping on that, of course, I'm not real sure. It says here websites, uh, you know, the shipping to Canada is a little more expensive, um, as we are all well aware of. Uh, 75 dollars excluding shipping. Uh, so anyway, I will set up the. Uh, the uh, show notes with a link to the Soco Heli Tools and their new venture here in the States and um, Nick's done a review on them on the Soco Heli Tool and uh, of course you can check that out in the review section of our webpage see what you think uh, and you know get your hands on a pretty unique tool to set up your heli. Sweet! And I think that's all I have for news. Jesse, you got anything?
4: Nothing this week, Dan.
2: That's just too damn bad, dude. I was really counting on you to come through for me.
4: Just don't need news when they're flying so freaking good. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) come on. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, That would stun. Laying
0: it on thick like usual.
2: (laughs) All righty, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Dan, I heard that HeliPros is moving, man. You know what, Justin? They did move. And our friends over at HeliPros wanted us to extend a thank you to all of their loyal customers for being patient with this move.
0: That's right. And guys, don't worry. It's almost over. They should be open for business in July. So go to www.helipros.com. And remember, guys, fly hard. HeliPros has the parts.
2: You know, guys, sometimes plans change, and typically we try to decide what we're going to talk about um, for any particular episode, you know, a while before we do it. But uh, there was an event recently in the last... I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? Was it yesterday?
0: I think it was Wednesday, two days ago. Was it Wednesday? I think it was two days ago.
2: And it was in Switzerland, as I can tell. And um, there was a gentleman, unfortunately... Was flying alone, and he was found later that day. Apparent accident. Ends up, it was a fatality. And this does not happen very often in our hobby, but nonetheless, it does happen. Instead of hitting our normal topic, we're going to talk a little bit about heli safety. Because mainly the reason I want to talk about this is because I, you know, I think, Nick, you put up a post on our Facebook page. uh, Kind of getting people's thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah. I I was a little I was a little surprised how many uh, just don't fly alone type posts were made. Just don't do it, and I I have to take issue with that. Look, for example, hey, I have to drive to work now. Right, right. That's a new experience for me. I was driving to work. There was a fatality, a crash. I mean, on my way to work, and that happens multiple times a year. And I don't want to downplay, this is sad, this is sad news, we get that, I mean it's horrible news, but there's an inherent risk in everything we do on a daily basis, whether it's driving to work, or eating too much salt, or smoking too many cigarettes, or drinking too much beer, there's a risk with everything we do. I guess living here, and Nick, you fly alone quite a bit, Jesse, you fly alone almost all the time. Yeah, um, Justin, you fly yeah. alone.
0: I fly alone most of the time.
2: I want I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. I mean, do you, I mean, I can understand the the sudden and and we're starting to see safety type topics popping up everywhere. Nick sent me a text, sent to all of us a text the other day. Uh, apparently, next year they're going to limit the head speed at helimasters. Was that? Did I read that right, Nick?
3: No, what? It it was actually a a post by M. T Tech, I think that's Jesse. Do you know is it's, that how they actually pronounce it? Yeah, I think it's just yeah, MT Tech, MT Tech. Okay, yeah. which is basically like the the parent company for Compass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically their
4: yeah, it's basically Compass and MT Tech are almost seen as one.
3: Yeah, and so what they you know they were talking about that you know being there obviously you know Compass was a was a big presence at Heli Masters being there they they really kind of realized that uh, man the like we were talking about the flying level has increased tremendously right. uh, what we're putting the models through is just off the charts now and people are flying lower closer faster i mean everything all in one and they realized that it's just you know the distances aren't safe and and the the speeds are just getting crazy so they actually made an announcement um to that they're having their whole entire team not fly above 2200 rpm
2: oh okay
3: and they're instructing all of their team uh, all of their pilots to keep a safe distance of at least 7 meters and and not over 2200 rpm which i'm uh, you know I'm assuming would be competitions demonstrations or just as a part of i mean jesse did you get anything like official from them um nothing official i did talk to dave a little bit
4: so dave Mm-hmm. and yeah it just seems like you know they're just trying to focus on that and like like they kind of said in the post it's it's not a matter of it's like we've seen the 2600 rpm flights we know the helis can take that but is that something, I guess, is that something we should be doing is another question. So I, yeah. I
0: want to poke at this one a little bit. And and before I do, I want to give the disclaimer so that we don't get hate mail. I absolutely respect and appreciate that Compass and M- MT Tech did this. I think it was a great response to what happened. I, I absolutely agree with the seven meter distance. Yeah. Okay. It takes a little bit of the fun out of it. And you know, quite frankly, a lot of people probably won't pay attention to it, but if their team pilots do and can set that example, that's awesome. It really is. I, I, I'm a hundred percent behind that. The reduction of the head speed to 2200. I think from my perspective, that's more of a gesture than anything because Mm -hmm. let's face it guys. I mean, whether this thing's spinning 1800, 2200, or 2600, when a 12-pound or 11-pound heli with sharp carbon fiber blades hits you, it's going to do damage. You know, the head speed in the ranges that we're flying is not going to play a significant role in determining the extent to which you are injured.
4: But... On the counter to that, it does affect how fast the heli moves well, and how fast you may be able to
3: control it and react. And how much how much force is put on the heli. I think from what I took away from it is there, what they're saying is, you know, uh, there's no point in flying these models at a speed in which they're really just not rated for, and they're doing it more for, like, uh, I mean, dude, no one is going to be like, oh... That compass is a POS because it popped a link at 2,600. A- a- and that would result, you know, whereas you would be far less likely of having a mechanical failure on any brand at 2,200 than you would at 26.
0: Okay. And that that's a fair point.
3: That's what I took out of it anyway. Yeah, but I not completely agree th- with you. It's like,
4: if that thing hits you, it's not going to. It doesn't make a difference without oh, yeah. 26. No, no. no, no, no.
2: But I yeah. I, and I agree with you, Justin. I do think it's kind of a it's kind of a reactionary, and that's okay. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, I don't disagree I, with it. I don't think it's a bad thing.
0: I just yeah that that was my perspective on it. I'm glad that someone stepped up and and said something and and that it wasn't necessarily just a hobbyist. It was a company and a well respected company in the hobby that you know that yeah. said you know what this is not how it's going to happen anymore. We're going to take a stand. And I hope people get and, behind
3: it. And a company that's known for having pilots to spin 25, 2600 Yeah, yeah, so, sure. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I mean, it's it. I think it's great. You know, I, I don't see any any harm in it. It's not like they're you know setting laws. No. It's, it you know yeah, it was directed like at a, their team. You're off the their team, team if you fly at twenty two
4: fifty. Yeah, you know, no, it's but not. it's
3: it's it's just them trying to say that we're going to take a, you know, we're going to try and set an example and the representatives of our company and, you know, the guys Mm -hmm. on our flight team are going to do their part and still have fun and yet be safe. So let's, let's shift the focus back towards um,
2: kind of flying alone. And let me also just say um, before we start talking about this, you know, obviously this, this event that happened in Switzerland is tragic. I mean, our thoughts are with the family and it's just, it's horrifyingly sad. And to be honest with you guys, it's a fear that I've always had just because of my lack of mobility. It's something that that haunted me in the beginning and honestly slowed my progression because that was my number one fear is what am I going to do if something happens and the heli comes after me. But, you know, as I mentioned, we all fly alone and there's a lot of guys out there that do fly alone. What are some of the things you guys have done? Because let's face it, we've all had close calls, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. As sad as that event is, we can't, I don't think, we can't. Some of us just don't have the luxury of having any other people to fly with. And, you know, I don't know, we can't live our lives that way, right? I mean, we got to do what we want to do, we got to take all the precautions that we can along the way. But what do you guys do? What do you guys do? How, has that thought crossed your mind, Nick, when you were flying alone? And and what have you done to try to prevent that from happening?
3: Uh, No, which is weird because I'm usually one to err, you know, on the side of safety. But it it hasn't crossed my mind because I just, I actually make an effort to fly differently when someone's not there. You know, when I'm flying by myself, I—that's usually when I tend to focus more because you're not talking with someone and you're working on maneuvers. You're not showing off. I mean, right? Let's be honest. There's there's no point to fly six inches off the ground if you're quote unquote working on something because it's. I mean, it's not worth the risk unless you're like showing off for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, no, you're um, right,
0: dude. I agree with you completely.
3: So generally, I just make a point to fly uh, at a quote unquote normal height. I've never been one to be, a you know, fly high. I've always liked to fly low, uh, not crazy low, but lower. But I just make sure that I keep that, that safe distance, like they said. I don't bring it in any closer than I need to to get the maneuver done. And I just be smart about it. You know, when when you have another experienced pilot there or, or something like that, then it's a little bit different. I will take I'm not gonna say too much risk, but I will I will take a little more risk if other people are there and I wanna screw around. You know how you you get with your friends and you're laughing and you're joking and you're yeah. you're pushing it lower and flying harder yeah. and everything, which I see I still think that's perfectly fine. That's okay. We're You know, we're with the boys. That's what we do. (laughs) You know, it's got to still be fun, but you can still hoot and holler and have a good time doing tail down funnels an inch off the grass uh, 30 feet feet away. Absolutely. You do not need to be doing that six feet in front of you. There's no point in that. It doesn't. It actually doesn't add any cool factor. If anything, it makes people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been I have seen people in person that uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been there standing next to them where I'm going. I understand you are an absolutely amazing pilot, but I don't trust the helicopter this enough. I wouldn't yeah. trust any brand, any name, any anything enough to stand that close.
2: So Jesse, you have a tendency to fly alone a lot. Especially during the school year, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean that's for me, that really is, you know, my only option. It's in it, you know, it's it's in a big field in the middle of nowhere, ten miles away from town or anything. Um I would say as far as, you know, thinking directly about safety and flying alone, I'm not sure. Uh, much like Nick, that that's actually crossed my mind. But I guess my whole approach in my progression and how, you know, the steps that I took while learning to fly, you know, I was a a very learn it on the sim first, make sure I'm 100% comfortable in all the orientations. So basically, when I go out to the field, I'm not doing these maneuvers that I've never tried before. And I just feel... I guess the sim and, you know, trying, doing, having these maneuvers down has, in a sense, made it safer for me because when I got to the field, it's very purpose driven. Like Nick said, I'm by myself, so I can focus in a lot better. And I just feel, that, I mean, that adds to the safety factor of it.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that.
4: I'm not out there just, you know, throwing sticks around, trying maneuvers. I, you know, well, I think I can do it.
3: But, yeah, that's a man that's a big deal i actually i had never really considered that but so it's
4: like yeah just kind of my whole my whole approach to it. and i still recently I'll, I'll admit it. i've started flying a lot lower a lot closer but it's not you know i have all the previous steps i guess so I, which i don't know if that makes it any safer or not
0: well it makes it safer from a standpoint of you being confident in your ability to control that heli in, it, pilot error, yeah, yeah. In, in in terms of yeah. pilot error and how that could introduce a safety risk, it doesn't make it safer if the machine is compromised. Yeah, exactly. I, I, mean, I mean, you can argue that some a, a better pilot with more experience would perhaps be able to react quicker or react mm-hmm. better to, a, yep. a, you know, a, a part failure and be more willing to drive it in. That's right. But. At the end of the day, that safety risk still exists.
4: So here here's another thing that I feel is something that to consider is when you fly the same heli, um, I'm sure you know most of us have owned heli. I've owned the same helis, I guess, for quite a while. My main flyers. So it's like when you really get to know a heli, I guess you can kind of, you know, like I literally last weekend I had a boom support screw coming loose. I could tell it in flight. I tightened it up. I could totally tell it. I was like, I know this heli. Like, I know there's something off here. I'm not going to fly it low. There's something not right on this flight. Yep. Land the heli, walk back. What do you know? Boom sports crew is hanging out. So it's like you you get comfortable with that. You know when stuff needs to be maintained. You know when stuff has to be swapped out. And you know what parts are going to wear out first. So
0: I think that's also something that can play into it.
2: So, Justin, tell us your thoughts on flying alone and, and any steps that you've taken.
0: I have thought in the past, unlike I think Nick and Jesse, about the safety issue and, you know, the what ifs, the hypotheticals. I don't really let my mind run with that all that much because, you know, if you do that, no one would ever fly. I've had a couple of close calls. Most of them, in fact, I'm, I'm going to say all of them were when I was first learning. I can remember a specific instance where I was the only person at the field. I was flying my T-Rex 500. And I don't know what what happened. I I was doing a loop or something simple like that. It got above my head. I kind of panicked a little bit and tried to recover it. And the result was that the heli came down to probably about 10 or 15 feet, basically right on top of me. And I was able to get it back up. No, no harm, no issues. Change but, your underwear. Yeah. So, on. A, <laughs> I, I pooped a little. Um, absolutely and I think that as terrible of an experience as that was it was probably necessary to kind of get the blood flowing again and and make you wake up and realize hey these aren't toys that we're playing with as a pilot you have the responsibility to do your best to control them whether you're around other people or you're, you're alone and it's There there are safety issues there. And I think nowadays when I I do fly a lot alone, I wouldn't say all of my time is alone. But when I fly at lunch, I'm out in a huge soccer field alone. Uh, When I do fly at my local club, sometimes there are people there, but I tend to go early in the morning. So there may not be anyone there for the first couple of hours. What I find, though, is much like Jesse and Nick, when I fly alone, I am able to focus. I don't have the other people to hang out with and shoot the bull or, you know, I'm not helping other people or answering questions or being distracted by other people's flying. And I'm there to progress. And when I'm focused like that and I'm trying to progress, I'm typically doing stuff at a safe distance and a safe altitude. I can bring it in close to me. I can bring it in lower, not as close and as low as Nick and Jesse do. When I'm out trying to learn or progress, I'm up high and I can sometimes be really far away. I mean, ask Nick sometimes really far away where Nick's like, "Ah, dude, I don't even know what the hell the hell he's doing right now. Bring it back in. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of how I deal with it. But, you know, this whole event, it honestly made me take a step back and think, holy crap, guys, this is this is real. This is the real deal. These yeah. aren't toys. This could happen to any of us. And of course, yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed, but when Nick posted that, my wife, Marnie, actually posted to our RC Heli Nation post and responded to Nick's thread and said, I don't like that. Justin flies alone. And so now, now I've got Marnie asking questions about it and getting all nervous. <laughs> She's not going to get freaky. She understands the situation. But still, it really makes you think.
2: Yeah. And it is real. And my situation is, I guess, a little bit different because see, when I, when I first started flying, I didn't, I knew they were dangerous machines, but I was so basic for such a long time. And when I say basic, you know, we, we, we joked about the tail end hover for, you know, that was real. That was really my flying for a very long time. And was always a good distance away from me. And, and, um, of course, as you guys know, I fly sitting down and I, I, for the longest time, I I never really considered anything I did to have any safety issues because the heli was so far away. But one time when I was flying, this old guy at the field comes up to me, he goes, so Dan, what are you going to do when the helicopter comes at you? it just brought in this whole sense of realism that i hadn't even considered and, and and literally it stunted me because from that point on for for months and months and months that was my only thought was my escape route when I was flying as you could imagine that's going to limit your ability to progress because that's the only thing I was thinking about I wasn't thinking about you know getting that nose in hover or that side in hover or working on flips or, or loops or anything i I was constantly... Hovering and thinking, okay, how, what am I going to do? How am I going to avoid it if it comes at me? For the longest time, I went through that. I started getting over that as I started getting better. But unlike you guys, I have a tendency to, when I go flying, I, I don't, it's changing, but for the long, for a long time, it wasn't, I went to just like, I was always by myself, but it wasn't so much I'm focused on this maneuver. It was get the hell in the air and just have fun with it, and that means just doing whatever, just having fun mm-hmm. uh, I did notice though, and what what helped me notice this is I remember when I was first starting to venture out into flight envelopes, you know just various you know flying around actually, one of the old planker guys that I fly with all the time says hey, uh, what are the chances of getting you to fly that thing a little further out? And I hadn't really considered it, and I started doing that, and that has become part of my, whether I'm flying in front of people, I have a tendency to fly further away and higher up, no matter what the situation is. Now, even when you're alone? Even when I'm alone. It doesn't matter to me if there's 30 people flying with me, two people flying with me, or no people flying with me. I have a tendency to fly away a long ways away from myself, and fairly high up. From a safety, just from the safety aspect of it, and it's—I and don't mean that to say that I constantly think safety anymore because I don't, but that habit has just kind of ingrained itself, uh, based on that—that that, those formative months of being so concerned about the helicopter hitting me. I mean, I—I I obsessed about this. Honestly, more than I think you guys can imagine, it, it truly was a block for me because it was all mental. But it was really something that I struggled with. It has such—it's sh- made it now to where, uh, generally, as far as you know, setting up where the hell he's gonna, where I'm gonna take off from, where I'm gonna be flying. Generally, my personal guidelines are far beyond typically what other people I'm flying with. All right, and that's evidenced by watching Fred and these guys fly at my field. And I'm going to throw these guys under the bus. I, I don't say anything to him anymore. But but these guys, Fred in particular, he's got this habit of taking three steps out, putting his 500 down, taking three steps back, and lifting it into a head level hover. And oh, there's yeah, one that's... there's there's one point that I want to make that I kind of feel like I struggled with Fred. When I tried to tell him that, dude, this isn't, you got to do this differently. If someone says something to you when, when they see you doing that, don't take that as they're telling me I can't fly a helicopter. It's got nothing to do with your ability to fly a helicopter. It's got everything to do with, if I don't care how good you are. If that helicopter is 10 feet away from you and you're hovering at head height and you lose an elevator servo and it comes back at you, you're not getting out of the way.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a. Please don't make me have to take you to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, don't
2: don't make me watch this blade cut you the shit up. I don't want to yep. have to deal with that. Yep. I mean, I'm not worried about anything else, but I just don't want to have to watch you get mangled. So don't take it personally, first of all. Don't don't take that personally because yeah. it has nothing to do. No one's trying to tell you you can't fly. Because as Nick said, some of the best pilots in the world, we we get uncomfortable if we're standing next to them when they're flying. Because mm-hmm. they're flying so damn close, and, and trust me, these guys have the skill. But if something goes wrong, you're in a world of hurt. And the margin one other for
0: th- error is just much, much lower when it's that close to you. It's That's just really too what it
2: comes it, down It's just to. too damn yeah. close. That's too close un- under any circumstance, no matter the size. Uh, one other thing that I do always, because I fly alone, is every time I go, I generally text my brother or my mom and let and just hey I'm going to the field somebody knows if I'm at the field all the time and they check up on me I'll get calls and if they don't get an answer I've they've come to the field because I've left my phone in the trailer they've driven to the field to make sure I wasn't lying on the ground dead
0: you know that's a really good point um, before I got into Helly's Marnie and I were pretty big into mountaineering and climbing and every weekend we'd go out climbing out in the middle of the Cascades and we did the same thing. And I mean, it, it's just, it's simple. It's easy to do. Send a text, make a phone call.
2: Just check in. You know, that's yeah. what they do. Uh, uh, my mom will check in. She'll nothing to say. Just, Hey, just checking, making sure you're still breathing. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, it's a it's a sad thing, and it sucks. It sucks, but you know, this this gentleman wasn't the first, and I'm guaranteeing you he won't be the last. Unfortunately, but yeah, such a bummer. It is a bummer. It was it literally when when Nick texted that to us. It literally, it I literally fell, sat. I mean, it was yeah. just a sad thing to have to hear. Oh, oh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. there's risk in everything we do. We just have to minimize those risks.
3: Yeah, it kind of you know. <laughs> People, oh, toy helicopters. Well, yeah. I'm the first to say that they are toy helicopters, and we are grown men playing with toy helicopters. But They're dangerous toys. They are. They are.
2: So, you know what? I think we should change the mood a little bit. We have an interview, and Nick kind of gave a teaser about this last week. Uh, yes. And again, you know, Justin was the only one that had the balls to show up for this interview with me. Oh, oh dumb, yeah, I made dark. it. That is,
3: I made it. The only one, he's the only one that didn't have anything yeah, flying. He so doesn't have the time.
0: Oh come on, <laughs> <laughs> that's a low blow. I'm, he'll be hey, there you know for what? the next one I don't one care what the excuse is. I'll take it because I got to talk to him
3: and you didn't. I know. I I I am excited to hear this. Yeah, that's yes. right. Nick's not even heard it yet. No, no. All the legwork. And I didn't get to be there.
2: Aw,
3: thank you for doing the legwork, by the way.
0: Yeah,
2: thanks. You you're welcome. You sucker.
0: I enjoyed it. Yeah.
2: So anyway, guys, without further ado, uh, we had the opportunity. Justin and I did to sit down with uh, Jamie Robertson. Uh, of course, he's the winner of the XSC, and uh, we just had a little chat uh, with Jamie about what he's been up to, what his plans are, and uh, a little bit about uh, this year and, and you know his thoughts on competition and all that good stuff. So we'll go ahead and play that, and we will be right here. I've been thinking about getting an electric, guys, and I got to tell you, I am getting a little tired listening to Nick and Jesse go on about their awesome charging cases. Justin, I'm thinking about getting myself a caged threat, man. What do you think about that?
0: Dan, seriously, that is the last charger you will ever need. I mean, we're talking 2,000 watts of power out of a Meanwell power supply. That goes into the iCharger 4010 Duo, and the screen is even detachable. So I suggest that you head over to ProgressiveRC.com and get one today, dude.
2: How's it going, man? Pretty good. I heard heard a rumor, dude. I heard a rumor that someday you're going to make a pretty good pilot if you stick to it. (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) Someone told me you have mad skills.
6: Uh, yeah, best do the best I you can. do the best you can.
2: So you're fresh off of a win here recently. Yep. The XFC.
6: Yeah, it was really tight. Me and Kyle were battling it out the whole time. So
2: So let me ask you a question before we get going. Yep. Are, are you happy Nick Maxwell dropped out? No. No? Are you, you're not? You wanted the competition? Is that what you're telling
6: me? Yeah, I mean, both years that I won it, 2009 and 2011, uh-huh. uh, Nick was second, and then... Last year, 2012, he won it, and I was second. So, you know, we always have that that sort of fun competitive rivalry. That rivalry, we're both, yeah. We're both competitive guys, and we both have mutual respect for each other. So, I was I was sorry to hear that he had to drop out.
2: I, I was also I was just busting your balls a little bit too. By the way, I mean, because you know, I actually I don't know if you, well you don't know this. There's no way you would know this, but I was going to enter XFC this year. I was going to go, but then I I had to think about it, and too many people would would have to die. For me to do well in XFC. And it just, it was too big of a task.
0: You'd walk on and they'd send you right back in the other direction, dude. (laughs) they would be
2: like, like, man, you need to go. So I'm looking here at, uh, at your XFC standings for the last few years. And it looks like this is year number, this is your sixth year in the XFC, right? Correct. And dude, you've done really well. The lowest you've been is sixth. You've been in the top 10 every time.
6: Yeah, my, my first year was a learning year. And then uh, after that, I've, I've uh, each year you learn a little bit more, a little bit more, try to improve. And, uh, you know, that's what I enjoy about it, the challenge, coming back every year yeah, and just trying to get better.
2: Just for our listeners' sake, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys know this. Let me let me just read these for you. 08, we got sixth place. 09, first. Congratulations. Uh, 10, fourth, 11, first. 12, second, and, of course, this year, first. Wow. Actually, in 2010,
6: I got third. You need to get
2: a hold of those guys, dude. It's it's got the wrong, <laughs> it's got the yeah. wrong placing for you. Oh man, you know a shame. you
0: see what what I find interesting about this is, I mean, so you got first in 09, first in '11, first in '13, and in between you got second and and third. You said, Jamie, that yep. tells me it's got to be a tight competition. It's
6: got to be. You know, for the past few years, it's been me, Kyle Dahl, and Nick Maxwell. Mm -hmm. obviously kind of trading trading places so i think what it comes down to is just who what whose music the judges like better because it's like i was talking to dave doll which for people that don't know that's kyle doll's dad um he was telling me this year at xfc i could fly kyle's routine and kyle could fly my routine no problem but it just comes down to subjective as far as what the judges like in your music
2: do you have any uh, insight into that I mean you you I mean I'm guessing do they do, do they let you guys know who the judges are gonna be before the competition in other words could you yeah does that post it on the website does that uh, help?
6: I would not I don't think it really helps much because I I think they're all just they're all about the same I mean
2: yeah it's so just kind of that fast yeah. exciting music yeah I, I mean obviously all you guys that compete at that level I'm sure you're all really good friends and you guys hang out yeah, outside so it must be a lot of fun
6: yeah it's good because you know we all have respect for each other because we know what it takes to to do what we do
2: yeah that's it's an amazing amount of dedication man so we're gonna i want to kind of backtrack a little bit and i want to kind of get familiar with you for our listeners who are, we have a lot of new listeners new to the hobby so let's kind of find out where you got your start first of all your your, your early 20s right
6: I'm 19. <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: Wow. And so you started flying?
6: I was 12. I started in the summer of 2006. So it's been about seven years now.
0: And you were at XFC placing sixth, sixth two years later, man.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Quick learner, huh?
6: Unfortunately, okay. yeah. Curtis, Curtis really helped me along early in my career.
2: Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're from you? You live in Oklahoma, right? Correct. And you were, how did, what kind of, how did you and Curtis get uh, working together? Were you flying for Curtis at the time or?
6: Uh, Yes. See, I started, I just started flying because um, my dad had gotten back into the hobby and he bought a simulator and T-Rex 450. So, you know, I kind of huddled around on that and then um, started watching videos of all the top guys and just started practicing and wanted to get better. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to have a, a dad that supported me and, took me around to events local events you know Texas Oklahoma mm-hmm. Missouri and um, that's where I first got associated with Curtis was in late 2007 you know he was nice enough to to put me on his team and uh, from there we just our friendship grew and you know I, I was fortunate enough and uh, that he was he was helping me along there for a couple years and that's something that you know can't replace. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So I want you to think back to those first few years, uh, and you're, you're just starting. Uh, obviously, you had a, you must have had uh, a natural ability. But when, how long did it take before people started noticing, and then you started realizing, well, you know, there might be something to this. Uh, and you know, how long from the from when you started was it just a, a, obviously a short time because you hadn't been doing it a very long, but
6: kind of. Yeah, I'd say it was probably um, a full year. Whenever I. You know, I really started to kind of fly decently. And then uh, I think more more so than anything was when I would go to events, you know, I would try to interact with people and, you know, through that, people just, they get to know you and, you know, you make friends and I don't know, I guess it just, it's kind of, it just kind of grows from there.
2: Those early days, was there a lot of sim time involved with, with all that?
6: Absolutely, there still is.
2: There, st- you're still you're you're, you're still rocking the sim. sim, huh?
6: Yeah, I still I still enjoy it. I still I still feel like it helps me.
2: What's your sim choice?
6: Uh, I fly the old, real flight 3.5. Really? Wow. Yeah. I've I've had the newer ones. I think I've had I had four when it came out, and then I've tried the the number six, and I could not get them to fly like I had my
2: 3.5. So you just stuck with it? It just worked for you. Yep. Who was your first? Real sponsor and, and not necessarily full sponsor, but who's the was Curtis like the first person that took an interest and just kind of took you under his wing, or did you have other manufacturers that kind of
6: um, the very first one was actually Advantage Hobby, mm-hmm. um, and that deal was kind of set up because uh, Lynn Sabato, the owner of Advantage Hobby, he was a JR guy from back in the day, and my dad was also a JR guy back in the day, so when we got back to the hobby, you know. It was kind of more of a friendships thing, and not really based on my flying skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lynn helped me out there for about a year, and then uh, and then after that, I got on with Curtis.
2: And then from there, it just kind of snowballed. I mean, you you quickly brought on sponsors, and and then you uh, you started doing competing. When was your first national level competition? Was that XFC? Uh,
6: yes, two thousand eight XFC. That was
2: like the first time you went to like a national competition, and yeah, and you. And you...
0: So you hadn't competed in in the heli hobby before that XFC Jamie.
2: Correct. Right. Wow. I thought I was going to like you, dude. I really did. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh that's impressive, man. That I mean, you must you must fly uh, more than your average person. I mean, you you must fly all the time to keep up at that level.
6: Yeah. It's kind of See, it's not, it's not all flying. As far as competing goes, You know, flying is probably, I don't know, 75% of it because mm-hmm. music is very important. Also, you have, to, you have to learn the mental side of it. You have to learn how to manipulate the, the criteria, and you have to be mentally right. In other words, you can't burn yourself out a week before the contest. The goal is to, you want to peak on the start of the contest day.
2: So and that's something
6: that I've learned over the years.
2: I want to, to I on. want to explore something you just said. When what do you what do you mean by manipulate?
6: Well, you have to you have to read the rules and you have to get in there and say, okay, for this flight, I need to focus on this and yada yada.
2: You just interpreting what the rules are requiring of you and just understanding it.
6: Yes, more or less.
2: Tell me, do you ever go overseas? Yeah, well, you must. I mean, obviously, you with the line you go overseas. But do you ever do any competitions uh, on the other side of the
6: world? Yes, I've done a 3D Masters three times, and also the a newer competition, the Zone Knockout competition. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I won in 2012 and this year.
2: All right, you got to the, the zone is kind of an unfamiliar concept to those of us here in the states. I mean, we've talked about it a few times. Yep. Uh, here on the show, and uh, we've talked to some of our friends in the UK. That's a fairly new concept, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's uh, that's an elimination. That's set up much like the uh, NCAA finals, right? It's like an elimination correct. bracket. Correct. Is, um, it, is it a single elimination or double?
6: Well, it starts out with 24 pilots. And in the first round, you're in a group with with two other guys, and you fly against both people in your group, and then two people from each group move on. So in the next round, it goes to straight knockout, single elimination, and there's 16 pilots, and then it goes down to eight, down to four, down to the final two.
2: Your thoughts on that? Is that? I think it's,
6: as far as getting accurate judging, I think it's the best there is because you're not flying against 20 other people. The judges only have to keep track of... The guy that flew before you.
2: That's that's a great yep. point. That's a great point. Do you do you see that format catching on? I mean, do you think other people are gonna start going to that or is it
6: It's hard to say. I don't know, because it takes a lot for somebody to, to wanna to put on a contest and it's it's hard to say. I would love to see it here in the States, but again, I don't know. Yeah. How
0: do you qualify for zone, Jamie? Is that something that you get invited to or you have to, you know, go through other competitions to get to that point?
6: Um well, you have to, when they do their entry forms, you have to, you know, send in your information or whatever. And I guess they just, they have the judges decide who's worthy or whatever.
2: So give us an idea uh, when it comes to the guys over in the UK. You fly with those guys quite often. Who's your favorite UK pilot? Or do you have a favorite?
6: Specifically, UK or all of Europe? Just,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, let's include all of Europe. I suppose that'd be fair.
6: I would say currently it's probably Timo Curlis. He's a fairly new guy from uh, Germany flies for TSA he's uh he's a fantastic pilot
2: who's your favorite here in the states
6: favorite here in the states um,
2: like if someone if you go to a fun fly and you're like here's somebody's gonna fly and you're like I gotta go watch this who's it gonna it's got to be
6: it's got to be Kyle or Nick I mean I can't go can't go wrong with either of those two yeah yeah
2: yeah so, so I, I kind of started getting a little bit off track I kind of want to go back a little bit again to this, those early years what, who was your biggest inspiration when you were just starting I mean was there somebody just I mean completely looked up to
6: yeah when I was first starting it was Alan and Curtis
2: who gives you inspiration these days now that you're at the top of the pack
6: well it's again it's kind of that competitive friendly rivalry I got with with Nick and Kyle I think every year we keep pushing each other and you know it's every year we have to try to come up with something new to try to Try to
0: step it up. So do you, you know, you guys, you're you're all friends behind the scenes, right? Off of yeah. the competition field. Do you yeah. guys, do you guys typically chat about what your routines are going to be? Is it still sort of a secret or, uh, you know, it's, it's
6: pretty, we don't, we don't tend to share a whole lot of information when it comes to
0: that. Okay. <laughs> but okay. But once it's done, right. And the rankings are up, you guys can still sit down and chat about what you like in each other's routines, et cetera, et cetera. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We do a little bit of that.
2: <laughs> so, so tell us the real story. Do you, do, I mean, do you like, uh, do you like mock each other? And like, what were you thinking, man? Why did you do yeah.
6: that? No, I would say it's more, <laughs> there's more compliments than there is than there's bashing. I'd say, you know, every now and then, because we expect a lot out of each other, mm-hmm. you know, if one of us screws up, we'd be like, you know, come on, what was that? You know, or whatever. But
2: yeah, well it's, I think, and I, and I think, you know, it, that's, uh, Kind of that friendly banter. I mean, we do it to each other here on the show. It's more, it's more of an encouragement. But right. you know, because right. we all know what the other is able to do, and and when they don't uh, perform at that level, it just kind of makes it fun to mock them a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to an extent, you don't want to do that for too long. It's been a while. I mean, you you joined a line, and for the we'll say uh, it was fairly recently in the last year, right?
6: Yeah, or it was just, the towards the kind of the end of last year, correct?
2: And. So there's, we've had a lot of guys on talking about that, and a lot of people were thinking that a line has really they, um, it's like they've been doing kind of this snatch and grab of of really uh, top name pilots, uh, you included. There's a few other Colin Bell
6: and these ben other guys,
2: Stork. Ben Storick. Do you do you, is there a master plan? Was there a plan to get some podium finishes? Is that what they were they were looking to do? do you think?
6: Well, Jeff, when Jeff Fastbinder and Dino Spadichini. They kind of took over the team management role. I think it was in early 2010. You know, their their goal was to step up the the competition pilots because a line had been kind of lacking in that over the last few years. And you know, their their mindset was they needed to get competition guys, and they set out to do that. And we've tried to improve the team, and I think I think we're getting there. We still got work to do, but I think we're getting there.
2: The the it's obvious it's not. I fly a line. I'm out of the guys here on the show i'm 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 the one that he's he's
0: in. got a line tattoo <laughs> <for
2: me. laughs> come on now okay <laughs> so it's, it's true. i i appreciate i mean i like it because i you know you hear it and I know you've heard it we've all heard it on every forum whenever right. the conversation goes to the line and I'm right. thinking to myself every time and this was uh you know i was uh had colin bell and show a while ago and and I would be talking to somebody that would just go off on how terrible a line is, and I would link them to a video, of Colin Bell, and say, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he seems to be seems to be holding up to what he's given it, and I know right. I can't do that. Right. So, so I want to. That kind of begs the question. Now, let's talk about the 3G, the 3GX in particular. You've done a lot of work uh, with the 3GX. I'm assuming I've done a little bit. I'm guessing that you're flying the 3GX.
6: Um, I'm flying 3GX in my demo machines, uh, but currently we're using the the V bar for contests. okay,
2: is, oh, the, okay. Is, the, is the goal to to eventually switch that over or, or is there absolutely is there absolutely. there's improvement to be made. Is that what you're saying?:
6: Yes, we still got we still got work to do, just like every other company that's right. not V bar. but yeah, obviously the ultimate goal is to be able to use the 3GX in a contest environment.
2: How far away do you suppose the line is from that? Is it is the progress happening quickly?
6: The progress is happening. Um, it's hard to say how far it is away. Yeah, um, it's such a difficult thing uh, to do. I think you know, obviously V Bar, they've got it figured out, and everybody else is playing catch up because they've been doing it for so long. Right, right. And you know, Mikado, they have genius engineers over there. You know that I've had the pleasure to work with. Right, and right. It's just it's hard to it's hard to catch up, but you know we're trying.
0: Well, so digging into that a little bit deeply, if you can, Jamie, what what is the what's the thing that sets the Mikado aside from the others? You said everyone else is working on it that isn't mm-hmm. Mikado. Is it a specific uh, portion of the of the the flybarless system? The way it feels, um, yeah, is it just all around, or
6: you know, it's all, it's one of those things. Flybarless is different for everybody because everybody likes their own feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the the tail on the V bar is superior, as well as the the flight characteristics are just they're similar to a um, to a fly bar, which is kind of kind of what we're achieving. I know we have advantages with fly bars as far as tracking and whatever, mm-hmm. but for like pure whiting maneuvers, we're trying to get it to behave like a fly bar model.
0: You want and, that flow out of it,
6: yes. And it seems that V bars is superior in that that
2: right now. How many of the guys are are, are pretty much all the guys using? Are, are do they are you guys allowed, I guess is the better question, to, in your competition models, uh, pretty much choose, at this point, the fly the system you want to use?
6: Yeah, that's correct. Okay,
2: so they're giving you that leeway, because they want you guys to, to perform well, all the while trying to perfect the system they're working on them, themselves. And, and that makes sense. I mean, that's fair enough. Uh, so, I want to talk also about your... Heli that you fly, is your model? Is it a stock out of the box the same model that that Joe Q Public gets down the street, or is it souped up? Do you you, have you done it? Do you do anything extra to it?
6: No, the only thing that isn't stock is I'm running a 160 speed control, and that was just strictly because I didn't want to take the chance in a contest of overheating a 120. I was using the 120 for about uh, four or five months until March. And I never had a problem with it. But, you know, I figured temperatures are going to be warmer. We're going to be pushing these things real hard. So we just went with the Castle Edge 160 for contest.
2: And obviously you're flying the Electra for competition. Do you do Nitro as well just for when you're at home practicing?
6: No, actually, I don't have any Nitros. No Nitros? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be getting back into that or not. Uh, We'll see.
2: Yeah. Is uh, Is there a reason behind that or is it just preference?
6: Yeah, there's not really a particular reason. Well, I guess there is. For one thing, I don't like the mess of nitro. Okay. Uh, it's easier to travel. Electrics are easier to travel with. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to tune the motors. You know, for different elevations. Also, we're flying electric competition, so you know that's that's my main goal is to be successful in competitions. So, I don't know. I just find it easier to stick with electric.
2: You know, a lot of a lot of listeners when we're talking to guys that are flying at your level, they want us to to ask you a bunch of questions about your setup and and I'm going to do that. Uh, I want to just kind of get an idea for, for how you, when you're setting up your machines, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, they're so meticulous about uh, me included about getting out the pitch gauge and just making sure, you know, everything's perfect. And, and, and we were talking to Colin Bell and I, and I don't know if you're uh, similar to how he does it. He doesn't really worry about that much. He looks for yeah. zero, and then he just takes it out for feel. He, he adjusts it according to feel. Is that how you do it as well?
6: No, I, you know, yeah, I know Colin does that, and, and there's other guys that do that too. But I don't know. For me, I don't think it, like, I don't think it really matters as far as it being perfect. But for me, peace of mind makes it seem better. So if I know that it's the numbers are right, I feel better about it. Yes, you know what I mean? there you go.
2: Absolutely yep. that that's, that makes that's how perfect I always sense. Was. So, give us an idea how you're how you generally set your heads up, and, and what what uh, pitches you're using, and all that kind of stuff.
6: I'm running uh, thirteen and a half top bottom on collective, and nine and a half on cyclic.
2: Okay, that's uh yeah. I don't know why I was expecting it to be a little bit more than that, but
6: yeah, some guys tend to run a little bit more collective, but um, I fly thumbs only, and I find that I can be more precise if I can use a lot of the stick. And since, since I use a lot of the stick, as far as deflections, I find that less pitch. That way I don't, you know, bog it or whatever. Yep. So I can go more deflection and it still be in control.
2: Right. So what radio systems are you using?
6: I'm using the JR9503 radio.
2: JR9503? Yep.
6: It's kind of old I, school, uh, isn't it? Yeah. I, no 11 I've tried other huh? ones. I just... I love the case of the 9503.
2: I couldn't agree more. I flew a yeah. 9503 for a long, long time.
6: I, I haven't found anything yet that compares to the 9503 as far as the feel of the back case.
2: Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I did recently. Well, all of us actually recently switched over to Futaba, um, and I did come from a 9503, and I, I really did appreciate that radio, and 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 it's just it's got that substantial feel to it.
0: That's what yeah. it is. It's the weight. I mean, as much as I love the Futaba, the weight of a 93 or a 95.03 is just awesome.
6: Yeah, I agree.
2: We had, uh, had Burt Cameron on the other day, and I asked him a question. I kind of want to go over the same question with you. You know, we've been seeing recently an influx of, of very young. Uh, I mean, you're young compared to Justin and I, trust me. But I'm talking seven-year-olds that are being right, right. fully sponsored. And, and Bert and I had a little discussion kind of questioning the, uh, that, that concept in that, does a seven-year-old, in your opinion, do you think a seven-year-old can represent a company? And is he old enough uh, to really make that decision about this helicopter is the best helicopter to fly?
6: Yeah, you know, it's, it's a touchy subject. It, I think it depends on the individual because, you know, some kids mature at, at sooner than others and it's really a touchy subject. Because I've seen kids that that generally do have control and generally do look like they know what they're doing, and I've seen others where you know not so much.
2: <laughs> and they have some close calls at competitions. Is that what you're getting at? Or well, control I don't, I don't on and off have, the fly, on and off the flight line? Is what is that what you mean?
6: No, I'm talking about their actual flying. But okay. uh, I'm just talking about I had fun flies and stuff that I've seen. But I do have to say, I've seen more positive than I have negative as okay. far as the, the younger kids. I would like
2: to well, think uh, I would like to think that the parents are are a pretty good influence on some of these kids, right? Um, because you know, if you can fly that well at that age, you must have, uh, as you would probably agree, some very supportive parents.
6: Absolutely, yeah you you have to
2: because uh, that's not a hobby that a seven year old kid can do without support. Well, and it kind. sounds
0: like from the history that you went over, Jamie, you had sort of I mean, you weren't seven, right? You said you started at twelve, but still after the first year you got picked up by Curtis at at that time, now sort of looking back in hindsight, do you feel like uh, you knew enough about the hobby and the models to be able to say that what you were flying at the time was as good as it got? Or for you, was it just about, Hey, I've got a heli, I've got support. I can go out there and have fun.
6: Yeah. uh, It's tough to say. You know, I think I definitely, um, I definitely knew, Oh, what's the word? Comparisons between helis, you know, I prefer this over that, whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, especially with Curtis, it was more of the, it wasn't necessarily what helis I was flying. It was the intangibles that came along with being with Curtis. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you know, I knew that that was going to help me down the road and it has. Absolutely.
2: Was, you know, we've had Curtis on the show and that in itself, I believe, because you know, at a young age, a very young, impress- impressionable age for you, you had the opportunity to learn from probably the best represent representative this hobby's ever seen.
0: Absolutely,
2: and, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and he, and no matter the situation, he conducts himself in such a way that is, and it's that in itself. Whether or not you were flying, the best helicopter made that in itself, I believe, was. May it gave, it helped you. I mean, without even really knowing you, it's given. It's it had to have given you a tremendous advantage.
6: Oh, there's no question. I mean, I think the, for Curtis more so than the flying, I looked up to the way he handled himself. Yes. Uh, just, you know, kids would come up to him, and you know he would he would take time out of his day for anyone to help him, and he was always a good influence on people. And I think that's what I took most away from Curtis, and that's what I try to. To model myself after the most.
0: Yeah, he's always been a solid role model for the for the hobby, regardless absolutely. of the. T- I mean, over the years, it it doesn't change. I feel like even the new people nowadays know Curtis Youngblood's name and what uh, he's known for.
6: Yeah, he'll always be the greatest of all time. Absolutely, I, ab- I couldn't agree more. And absolutely. And you
2: know, coming from our perspective, Jamie, and and um, you know, we here at our sailing nation, this hobby means so much to us as it does to you, and. I just want to tell you that the, the the fact that you represent the hobby as well as you do and in the manner in which you do and I told you before we started recording that I was kind of looking for stuff uh on you on uh Google and and all over and I, I there's really nothing out there and that's a good thing because there's 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 a lot of pilots right. high profile pilots that take any opportunity whether it's good or bad to get their name to get right. some maritime. Printed somewhere. Yep. Yeah. And it's a shame. And it, you know, they're out there and they know who they are. We don't even have to say their names, right. <laughs> but right. that's refreshing. And, and, uh, man, well, I,
6: I appreciate that because that, that'll mean more to me than anyone can ever say about my flying.
2: That, that's a, that's a huge compliment. I, to, to be remembered for the person you are, as right. opposed to what flying do. that you did. This also might be a bit of a touchy subject, uh, but it's more so. I'm going to ask you to give some of our listeners advice in that we see it. We see it all the time. Young kids and old kids alike are kind of just jumping on any bandwagon they can or the first opportunity that they can to become a representative mm-hmm. or somehow get involved with any type of company for the sake of being involved more so than anything, I guess. There are a lot of kids looking for that and there are, I mean, with YouTube and, uh, social media, we see fantastic flyers all the time. What advice would you give, uh, new kids, younger kids and older kids that are kind of, you know, realize that they've got some skill. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them when it comes to trying to get that deal?
6: I would say it goes back to what we were just talking about. It's not all about the flying contrary to popular belief. What some people think, um, You have to be. You have to carry yourself in a professional manner, and you have to be willing to help people. And you can't be selfish. And I know that most of the guys in this hobby that are in a position to sponsor people, they're looking for that more so than they are a good guy on the sticks. Because, like you said, nowadays especially, there's so many people that are good pilots. You know, you separate yourself by what you do off the flight line. That's what I think.
2: A lot of guys are also under the misconception that um, it's a gravy train once you get that first rep deal. But what a lot of people don't realize is that first rep deal usually costs you a few thousand dollars after you Absolutely. end up re-kidding all your stuff to the new guys' new guys Absolutely. line of uh, of stuff. But
6: uh, the other advice I would give is don't accept a deal just because you're getting something, you know, at a discount or free or whatever it may be. You know, don't accept something just because you're getting it. Make sure that the product you're flying. You're happy with it. That's the most
0: important thing. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I hear I, I, I talk to, you know, people online or in emails or at the fields and whatnot, uh, who will say, you know, perhaps flippantly, oh, I'd like to get a sponsorship from whoever or be a field rep or whatever. And, you know, I, what I try to do is ask, well, have you flown the product and do you like it? <laughs> because, yeah. well, I mean, seriously. Um, it, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of people like that through the various teams that you've been on. Um, you're absolutely right, Jamie, if you can't stand behind the product personally, then it doesn't make a difference whether you're getting a discount or getting your name out there.
2: So Jamie, what's coming up for you, man? Uh, Obviously you're going to be competing in a few big events here coming up. Uh, what, what, uh, what's the next one you're going to be going to?
6: Uh, leave for the Netherlands Monday morning for a 3D Masters. 3D Masters, baby. How, how,
2: All right. Are you,
6: are you excited about that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, I did not fly well last year, so I'm looking forward to the challenge this year.
2: Yeah, yeah. What uh, what happened last What happened last year?
6: Just it just, yeah, just was not a good weekend. It just I, I didn't fly well. It, I didn't prepare well. Uh, I didn't fly well, and it was really disappointing.
2: You just didn't peak at the right time. Yep. That happens. So we're, so we're looking forward to, you know, we're going to be able to watch you this time.
6: We're looking forward to it. Yeah, that. yeah, the live feed, huh? Yeah.
0: That's going to be yeah, great.
6: Be
2: awesome. You know, because we, you know, those of us here in the States and, and a lot of people around the world that don't, they don't live close enough or have the opportunity to go, you know, we, we get to wait. We'll get to hear, but we'll, we have to wait for the videos to come out to, to see the, all the excitement. And man, we're really looking forward to it. We, we, we hope you do well, man. We have no doubt you will.
6: Uh, thank
2: you so see what happens go over there and kick some ass man that's gonna be awesome (laughs)
6: that's gonna be fun
2: all righty jamie well i'm gonna let you go i don't want to take up too much of your time man we really appreciate you stopping by
6: i appreciate you having me on it was great talking to you guys and uh i'll come back anytime
2: absolutely dude you're you're an absolute fantastic represent representative for this hobby
0: stand up guy absolutely thanks a bunch uh, man
2: we wish you all the all the best uh success in the years to come because you're 19 years old, man. <laughs> you got a lifetime of awesome flying ahead of you.
6: Yep. We'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, I'm definitely, I still feel like I got a, a few good years left, in so we'll see. <laughs> Talk to you later. All right, man. Thanks for, thanks for spending some time.
2: So that was Jamie Robertson, guys. And Justin and Jesse, you guys missed it, so you suck. No,
0: dude. Justin didn't miss it. Nick and or Jesse, Jesse. Yeah,
2: Jesse and Nick. Yeah, Jesse and yeah. Nick. He,
0: Justin might as I well know.
2: not been there. He didn't really ask me any questions.
3: Oh, get out oh, of here. Oh, did I go there? <laughs> oh, geez. jeez. Uh, dude. Give the guy
2: a break. Dude. dude. Even I wouldn't go that low. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for Justin to say, that's dick, man. You're killing <laughs> me here. What do I do to deserve this shit?
3: <laughs> not fly. Not fly. <laughs> you can get away with anything if you fly. It all comes back
2: to that. Uh. So, Jamie, thanks for coming and hanging out with this man. It was a lot of fun. And uh, kid's all business. Oh, because yeah, dude. Just, he's uh, what a fantastic... I mean, Justin, would you not agree when you're talking with him, it's just hard to imagine that he's 19 years old? Yeah,
0: that, that was the most striking thing. I mean, he he's very professional. He's very serious i mean serious i don't want it to sound in a bad way you, you heard the interview he's got his head on straight he really does and it yeah, shows fan- in in his response to ever all the answer or the questions and everything
2: yeah fan- fantastic kid i mean just uh and you, and you know what he's gonna make a pretty good pilot someday if he keeps at it
0: one of these days yeah one of these days yeah. he might he needs to sim a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: i think it's cool to hear where we're usually all jokes and and laughs and everything, and it's it's yeah. it's a good glimpse into uh the dedication you know that it yeah yeah, and this the kid's whole other got aspect to take. of the hobby yeah,
2: that, that, you know, yeah a
4: lot of us don't really get exposure to, yeah, yeah, so
2: and uh yeah he he is an absolute amazing represent representative and pilot. We wish him the best of luck as he continues in his very long career because he's just a young so Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you.
3: How would I do that? Uh, You would send me an email to nick at RCHellynation.com.
2: Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you.
0: You would send me an email to justin at RCHellynation.com.
2: And Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you.
4: Email would be the best way. Jesse at rcheleynation.com. I
2: I thought he was going to tease us there and just say email would be the best way.
4: Email and, and just leave it, oh, just leave there. it there. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you know, my, don't don't pretend like you don't know my email. That's what yeah. he's thinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rslanation and Dan K Reed on our forms as well. I would invite you guys to check out our Facebook page. Uh, it's coming along nicely.
4: Getting close. Getting close oh, to two thousand.
2: Yeah, also, too still uh, saving mine. going <laughs> <to> win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we're we going to have to check out the bylaws on that one first. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, one other thing too, guys, I don't know if you've noticed this, but our forum is kind of picking up again. It is. Ah, uh, great. It's uh, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So okay. if you haven't, I would invite you to check out our forum there. Just go to our webpage. You'll see the forum link at the top. It's something I haven't really been talking a lot about and it's still, we're still doing it and there's a few people checking it out. Uh, we do have a wiki and it's just an episode index. Um, and there's a link to the top of the uh, webpage and all it's intended for guys is it's just a really quick reference to, to kind of scroll through all the episodes. Some guys are going through and putting timelines of what's being said and when it's uh, like a timestamp for various things. Uh, feel free to check it out. If you're looking for a particular episode, uh, feel free to, to add stuff to it as well. Uh, simply just to kind of help people find things in the uh, episodes. We sure hope you've enjoyed. Li- <laughs> 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 Throwing me off with aim, yo. We sure Penis. hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm a
1: professional man. Wow,
0: dude, he made it through. <laughs> he
1: nailed it. This has been a
2: production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you in part by helipros kde direct progressive rc and gens ace batteries we thank you for listening and if you have any questions comments or suggestions please feel free to send us an email